Welcome to Critapocalypse. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Welcome to Critapocalypse episode 167. I'm Matt. You're Ant. What are we doing here, Ant? Doing a podcast. Reviewing stuff and things, right? I don't want to go reviewing. Yeah, you do. All right, Ant. Anyway, this week I have. Last week our board. Our, our, our little game show segment was so good. I thought that we would do a specific. Did, did we get loads of letters? We did. We got tons of letters, from loads fans. of feedback. From, yep, yep. We've got a couple all of iTunes. Fan. Got a couple of iTunes reviews, but you won't let me read those anymore. Um, so, um, so, so we're going to do it again. I mean, why can't you read the iTunes? Because <laughs> they're usually for other podcasts. Um, but this time, what we're going to do is we're gonna do. Did what? They were usually from other podcasts. Oh, why can't you read them then? Well, I could do that again. Oh. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to load them up and do that again because have you been begging? Other um, podcasts to give us reviews. Yeah. No, I mean like they're for other rev- other podcasts, not for our podcast. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, There's I no used to reviews. read makeup ones specifically because it was funny. Oh, um, because we don't wear makeup, Ant. <laughs> so we've got a spe- very special quiz this week. So what Is I'm going to do? What you did in your spare time? Yeah. You just read. What I'm going to do? So we're doing the game show thing again, right? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a quote from a superhero movie, a well known, well known superhero movie. That you definitely know, and you're going to guess that film, right? Okay. Okay, right? So I'm going to say it, then I'm going to play the timer, and then when you've got an answer, you just say, okay, and you, you tell me the answer, right? You ready? All right. So I'm going to start nice and easy. This is just a test one, just to let you know what sort of difficulty level you're looking at, right? Yeah. So, all right. You want to get nuts? Let's get that's nuts. From Batman, 1980. So I didn't even need to use the timer there. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Right, yeah. so that Mark doesn't... Keaton says it. It's he a, does indeed. Yeah. To who? To the Joker. Played by? Uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Look. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. All right. So, I'm all right. very surprised. So the next one. <laughs> Turns the page. He's very surprised. All right. So the next one. Right. So, so I need you to just, I need you to close your eyes because I'm going to do impressions here. Right. This is an Oscar winning director. Right. Oh, right. It's between him and another very popular actor. Okay. So. So I'm going to just do those two Wait, actors. Oscar winning director. Oscar oh, it's winning. Oh, it's from James Silent Bob's. No, it's superhero movies. All right, so wait. Yeah, it's from the bit when they're filming Blunt Man and Crime. Oh, no, it's not that one. And right. then he's like, it's. How'd you like them apples? No, it's like, should we do this? And then it cuts to Yander Bond, and he's like, oh, yeah. Counting his money. He's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, whatever, Matt. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So, okay, so you ready? Mm-hmm. First character, wow. Second character, excitedly, I know. What's that from? What? I'm gonna give you ten that's seconds. That's not a quote. I'm give you ten that's seconds. Not that's a quote. quote. That's it's, a re- a quote. it's a quote. That's... Very quote. Very famous film. You've watched it. Is it from a famous film? I'm supposed it's... to get wow. I know. No wow. First character. Second character. I know. Well, what's the names of the characters? I can't give you that. Oh, that's genius. Okay, I, I can I'm give you wow. One, I know. one character has a first name starting with H. Do another ten seconds. I'll give you ten more seconds on the clock. <laughs> Think about, think about a superhero movie from the last 50 years. And that's the quote. Meteor Man. Oscar winning director. No, no, it's a it's a property by Marvel or DC. How am I supposed to get anything for that? Oh, oh thanks, Green Lantern. Hey! <laughs> 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 how am I supposed to? Oh, it's Green Lantern. <laughs> you know it. What? How did you not? That's the most famous quote from the movie. <laughs> Is it? Is it the most famous quote from the movie Green Lantern? I can't believe you got it. I genuinely, I was expecting that one to be. It's the scene where Ryan Reynolds puts his costume yes, on for the first time. He's he's talking with Taika Waititi. Yes, yes. 
Waititi <laughs> win an Oscar winning director for? Yeah, he he won an Oscar for um, Joe Joe Rabbit, but it was adaptation. So it was a, it was script. a screenplay. Yeah, he didn't yeah, win for director. He he won the Oscar. He's not an Oscar winning director. He's an Oscar winning screenwriter. Well, no, but he's a director who won an Oscar for a screen. <laughs> he won for screenwriting. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Mel Street directing any old film, but she wins Best Actress, and you say, "Oh yeah, she's the best Oscar-winning director." It's amazing, isn't it? What you can do with words. Um, all right, so you ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? Okay. <sighs> all right, you sure? Wait, was you that re- it? No, no. There's another. There's another because that, that was um, Rain Man. <laughs> okay, so you ready for this one? Rain Man's a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> he has a superpower, the power of counting. Power of rain. Okay, so again, you're going to get 10 seconds after this quote, and then you have to, no matter how bad things get, something good is out there just over the horizon. Okay, you ready? Star Trek 6, the no, 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 wait, wait for the timer. You ready? It's a superhero movie. No. Oh. What? Very famous superhero movie. Within the last 50 years, this scene is not within. It's a very popular actor says this. It stars an Oscar-winning director and a very popular actor. What film could it be? Do you want to just take a random guess? What was it? Okay, I'll read it again for you. I'll read it again. I'll give you another 10 seconds. No matter how bad things get, something good is out there just over the horizon. Okay, you ready? You get another 10 seconds. All right, ready? Go. Think about it. Oscar-winning director is in this film and it stars a very popular actor. Is this from Suicide Squad? No, no, no. I no, forgot no. about. No, no. It's like Ratcatcher says. No. 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 No idea. Okay. It was from Green Lantern. All right, you ready for the next one? <laughs> but that's not the most famous line from Green Lantern. <laughs> I know, I know. You got the most famous one. Let's go for another one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the most famous line from Green Lantern is when he goes, I'm the Sinestro now. Okay. <laughs> All right, you ready for this one? Hmm. Right, I'm going this to might, become the Sinestro. This might be given away because... Is it Green Lantern? It's not Green Lantern this time. I promise you it's not Green no. Lantern again. But this one, starring an Oscar-winning director. Oh. An actual Oscar-winning director. You ready? Yeah. Violence doesn't discriminate. It comes as cold and bracing as a winter breeze, and it leaves you with a chill you can't shake off. All right, you ready? One second. Let me get the timer. Are you ready? Cold. Ten what? seconds. Do you want to read it again? What? Violence doesn't discriminate. It comes as cold and bracing as a winter breeze and it leaves you with a chill you can't shake off. Well, he said chill, so that's probably Batman and Robin. It's not Batman and Robin. You ready? Ten seconds on oh. the clock, right? Starring an Oscar-winning director in the lead role. Oh, this is from um, Batman v Superman. No. Or Justice League. It's- no. Close. Close. You're on the right path. Think about it. Oscar-winning director. Yeah, Ben Affleck won an Oscar. Yeah. I'm giving you another 10 seconds. Oh, Daredevil. Hey, there we go. Right, I'm going to give yeah. you... That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. That's not the most famous quote from Daredevil, which is obviously I'm the Daredevil now, but, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to branch out here. Okay, so the last one now, oh, right? Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Some people consider this the best superhero movie of all time. I want you to think about that when I give you the quote, okay? Yeah, but some people consider Spider-Man Homecoming the best superhero movie of all time. And That's not what it is. I've seen people say they think the Amazing Spider-Man films are good. Look, right. Do you remember how in Amazing Spider-Man they had the origins for the Sinister Six in a basement? I mean, I could... Okay, right. I'm going to ask you for. I'm going to. I'm going to there's going to be one follow-up, one after this. It's going to be a bonus oh, round, but, but this Amazing is... Amazing Spider-Man. No, no, no. It's not Amazing Spider-Man. 
Right. Okay, you ready? You ready for the quote? Intelligence is a privilege, and it needs to be used for the greater good of the people. All right, you ready for the timer? Ten seconds. Go. Is that from one of the Iron Mans? Nope. People think it's the greatest superhero Oh, no, it's from Spider-Man 2. Hey! Yeah, it's, um... Octavius. He's teaching Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So the next one, I'm going to need you to be very specific. I would have said brilliant, but lazy. I'm going to need you to be very specific with the film that you think this is, right? Yeah. You're only going to get one guess. Yeah. One guess. Yeah. All right. Amazing so gonna... Spider-Man 2. No, I just, I'm going to give you... That's where Peter Parker goes, it's not my fault. No, look, listen. That's what he does I'm going to say the film. quote, and then you have to guess but the this film. bad thing I did is technically your fault. I'm going to give you one guess. Okay. You cannot get it wrong. If you get it wrong... Is it the Joker? No. I'm the Joker, baby. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to say it. Say I'm going to say it, and then I need you to just... You're going to get the 10 seconds, right? And then you're going to say your film, okay? okay. I want you to think really hard. Okay. Okay, you ready? With great power comes great responsibility, all right? Don't say anything yet. Think about it. 10 seconds, you get one guess. And you have to be the exact right movie. <laughs> all right, you feeling it? You got it? You got an answer? Superhero movie. Oh, so close. Amazing Spider-Man. They never say Amazing Spider-Man, they do. Did they? Did the they? first Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, right, they didn't have any responsibility. Congratulations, Ant. You won the coffee you made yourself before the before we started the podcast. The lesson of Amazing Spider-Man is with great power comes no responsibility. It's everyone else's fault. Actually, the, uh, the most well-known quote from Amazing Spider-Man is uh, Hachu, which is where he's buying cold medicine. Oh, yeah. Jump of the rat in that film. I can't fucking believe you guessed Green Lantern from the. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I know! <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Anyway, this is Creative Apocalypse episode 167. That's the end of the podcast. We just do a game show and then we fuck off. <laughs> no, uh, we review stuff and things. Uh, there's. I mean, there's no real news, is there? Nothing interesting's happened. Shang-Chi's finally coming out. Candyman's finally coming out. There's some stuff. Happening. Sonny Chiba died. Sonny Chiba died. That's actually a point. Sonny yeah. Chiba, one of, you know, the last living legends of, of Hong Kong action movies. Yeah, he was in um, Robot Detective. He's in... Um... Wasn't he in the Sister Street Fighter series? Yeah, he's in a bunch of Tokusatsu oh, as well. Okay. That's what matters. He started in Tokusatsu, didn't he? Eh, That's where he got of. his origin. He's in all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, 82 and he died of COVID. What a fucking shitter. Uh, complications due to COVID, I should say. Um, sake. He was his last role was Kill Bill, wasn't it? No. Do you stuff nah, after Kill Bill? Stuff after Kill Bill, yeah. Oh, okay, but yeah, he played the Swordmaster in Kill Bill Part Two, if I remember correctly. Do you remember um, the Sonny Chiba speech in True Romance? That's pretty awesome. Anyway, uh, yeah, Sonny Chiba, sadly, eighty-two years old, he's gone. Uh, Dustin Hoffman's still alive though, sadly. Mm. Yeah, and Kevin Spacey, sadly. Yeah, but uh, mm. we'll see how that goes, shall we? They'll eventually perish. Um, but yeah, oh Don't no! Say Starflight. Sorry, sorry. I should, I should apologise. No, it's no. Kevin Spacey might not have done anything wrong. We don't know. It's just we never know because you know his the accusers keep died. dying. Yeah, uh, Sean Locke died as well, age fifty-eight, which is weird. I think that's only like a UK thing, though. I don't think people outside of the UK really know about him. Yeah, it's okay. No one outside this room ever hears this podcast. So <laughs> that's not true. The rats eventually. <laughs> Distribute it around the Rat Kingdom. There's an old Sean Locke stand-up show I used to watch where he starts the show, he just walks out of stage and goes, so I was hammering a pig to death with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs>
I like the ones where I like Kill the, the pig with a He used to have he used to have a joke where he would uh, where he took about an argument with his wife and he and he go I stormed off and I said you don't know me and then on stage in front of everyone he started stripping off and underneath his thing he would say because I'm the Riddler and he would have a spandex green suit with a big question mark on it the Batman villain uh, which is pretty fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, he's like he's been a staple of UK comedy. I mean, loads of the panel shows and stuff. He's always on there. Um, he's a really funny guy. It's a shame that he's gone. Uh, but uh, he always looked old. I've discovered he never looked young. Uh, but yeah, what a shame! What a shame! Why? Big talent. Didn't look old. He's fifty-eight, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, he always looked a bit like uh, he was looked, looked a bit like an old person. But I've been watching some eight out of ten. Yeah, cats. he comes from Woking. Everyone does looks, he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise. From Woking, yeah. He did make a joke about Woking. Woking's in... own Sean Locke. Yeah. He did make a joke. He was... Probably knew Gary Daniels. Probably. Yeah. He was reading out... Um, I was watching 8 out of 10 Cats. I've been watching loads of 8 out of 10 Cats just because I... You know, we've... In the UK, we've got a tradition of panel shows. I think in America, they've only really got stuff like the Generation Game and shit like that. But in the UK... Well, they took Whose Line Is It Anyway, didn't they? Yeah. But in the UK, we've we've got history of some pretty fucking risky panel shows. Like, um, I was watching Old Blankety Blank. With um, not the not the like the fifties through to the seventies, but like the late eighties through to the nineties. Oh, Les Dawson. No, not Les Dawson. Um, uh, Terry Wogan presented it. Not well. Terry Wogan. Um, what's his name? Dude who dressed up as a lady. That was like <sighs> what? Lily Savage. Lily Savage. That's like two thousands. Is it? Yeah. Now it was before. Then it was nineties as well. No, Terry yeah. Wogan did it in the nineties. Lily yeah. Savage did Blankety Blank in like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it must have been late 90s, early 2000s. Les Dawson was the original. But yeah, holy, holy fuck, we make a lot of sex jokes on, on evening TV. After yeah. six o'clock, anything goes. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, Sean Locke sadly passed away. But funny guy. Do you, know, he, you know, he never made someone die laughing. Who? Do you know, Sean Locke? Do you know who did make someone die laughing? Who's that? Lee Hurst. Really? Yeah, one time when he was on uh, the They Think It's All Over. Someone was laughing at some of Lee Hurst's comedy so much they had a heart attack in the audience and died. Wait, were they laughing at the joke or were they laughing at the fact that Lee Hurst was pretending to be a comedian? I don't know. I mean, people thought he was funny. Really? He was very popular for a while. When? When he was on They Think It's All Over. In the early every 90s? Week. They Think It Was All Over was watched by a lot of people. It was very popular. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Anyway, I used now, to watch it. I now he's a dumb bald cunt. Anyway. Yeah. He always was. <laughs> oh really? It's weird about dumb bald cunts and They just seem to exist. Yeah, and how they all seem to have the same weird sort of tendencies, like yeah. right said Fred. Yeah. As well. That is weird. And you know, I'm not saying there's a defining feature of certain uh white bald dumb cunts. You know, groups of people who maybe carry red flags with a white circle and a red cross shaped thing on it black cross shaped thing on it you know yeah weird skinheads yeah um, <laughs> uh, but yeah anyway so- you wasted 15 minutes and we haven't even started yet oh fuck yeah I better get, get my first review in yeah alright well uh, my first review, review this week is going to be something that's old um, and, and is it old yeah <coughs> came out in the early 2020s on Switch, uh, it's been out on PC for I think since 2018, um, and it's on Xbox Game Pass now, I believe. But I've been playing Chasm, Chasman, Chasm, Chasm, Chisholm, Gizm, Chisholm. Oh, Jizzles! Oh fuck, Trevor Moore died as well. 
I forgot to mention this. Oh, shit. So, Sean Locke died, Sonny Chiba died, and Trevor Moore died at 41 from The Whitest Kids You Know. Um, I think I spoke about it last time, actually. Probably. Oh, well. He did a really funny sketch called Jizzle, where it's a cloth that's specifically designed to clear up jizz. And it's fucking hilarious and Jizz gross. flannel. That's what I called... It's basically um, a jizz flannel. Yeah, I call wank flannel. That's what I called um, Miley Yiannopoulos and ended up with a bunch of Gamergate weirdos oh, really? coming uh, after me once. Gamergate, Jesus Christ. Anyway, all right, sorry, my first review. Uh, Chasm. It's a game, it's a Metroidvania, it's randomly generated, so it's different for everyone, but it's, you're essentially um, going within a, you're, you're a knight who is tasked with going to a village to find out what's happened to the people because they have stopped providing ore to the, to the king, so the soldiers don't have their armaments. So you travel to this town and you basically, you go and you find out that everybody's trapped in the mines because they discovered there are a bunch of monsters down there. Oh. And you have to go and clear the mines and clear the monsters. And you find out that there may have been some sort of, um, there may have been some sort of king or, or some sort of, um, monarch who has, who has built this, like, keep down there to protect themselves from something. Um, and as you travel through, you discover more and more about this, like, sort of semi civilization that existed down there based on Morlocks mostly. Um, it's really, really fun. Really, really good. It is. Is it the Morlocks so, from X Men 3 Last Stand? No, it's Morlocks from X Men the Animated Series. Uh, and, uh, X Men Generations. Uh, Do you remember Generations? Where they had. What was the guy with bone shards? What was the guy that X-Men had X-Men Evolution. Oh, Evolution, sorry. Yeah, Marrow's the guy with Marrow, shots. yeah. So Marrow um, in X-Men <clears throat> Evolution, he his evolution got out of control and he started growing bone shards all out of his back and stuff. Mm. So he went and lived with the Morlocks because they accepted him. Um, really good program, X-Men Evolution. People, yeah. people didn't like it so much, but uh, really, really decent. It got better after the first series. The first series, wasn't that like the one with the really cheap animation and shit? I mean, they all... It wasn't flashiest show ever made yeah uh, but yeah so uh, yeah Chasm I got it for like three quid on the eShop and I think it regularly goes on sale it's really worth it if you're looking for something that's like a Metroidvania style like really well constructed and also the fact that it's got some randomly generated elements so like puzzles and stuff like that it's it's fun to try and like chip away at, at, um, at the different pieces to sort of move on to the next section as with any Metroidvania, your um, entertainment levels will entirely depend on how many of these games you've played recently, because there are a fuck I mean, ton of them Does it out change there. each time you die? No, no, no. No, it's not each time you die. So the caves exist exactly the same way when you start. You get a seed code, which is basically your level configuration. Yeah. And then you go into the environment and you just solve the puzzles. You can you can take... you can If someone says they've got a particularly interesting run or a, com- a particularly interesting configuration, you can put their seed code in and play that run. So you can essentially have the same design as they have in their dungeon. But um, but if you just start, you can just play the game as a Metroidvania. There's no need to do any of that interactive stuff. You can just literally jump in and play. And I'm fucking loving it. Like, it's really, really good. Well-constructed. The combat's really decent. Um, there is a nice back dodge that you get straight from the off. So you just press Y and you skip back a bit. Well, that's from Symphony of Night. Yeah, and it becomes like a really key part to later, later it's combat. It's a speedrunning technique. Yeah. Turn around and just back through the whole yeah. game. Uh, but yeah, yeah, really, really good game. I, I'm fucking loving it. But again, your patience for these sorts of things will vary depending on how many you played. Because I know that stuff like um, Guacamole and, and things like that went on offer around the same time. And that game is probably one of the best examples of a Metroidvania that First exists. First Guacamole is a Metroidvania. I wouldn't call the second one a Metroidvania. I haven't played the second one. second one's a bit more, a lot more linear. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. but it's more of an action 
beat em up sort of thing. Oh, on. okay. Yeah, I didn't play the second one. I only played yeah. the first one. But Guacamole, um, it, it, that melee, sorry, that game's gone on offer so many times and around the same price. And if you haven't played that yet, that's probably what I'd say is one of the best Metroidvanias on the console. <laughs> At least one of the most challenging in terms of traversal. Super combat. Metroid's on there. Super Metroid's probably the best example of any. Well, and Castlevania's on there. Symphony Night isn't on Switch. No, not Symphony Night, the first Castlevania. That's not a Metroidvania. Castlevania 4 is on there. No. Super Castlevania 4 is not a Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah. Symphony of the Night was the first one. That's true. You're absolutely right. Well, Castlevania on the Game Boy's on there. And Bloodlines. Hmm? Yeah, they are. You just have to buy the Castlevania collection. Yeah, but they're not Metroid. They're not Metroid. Isn't it weird that Konami own Castlevania? But no, because they made it. I know, but so... isn't it weird that they made that game? Because no, they, they, they used make, to make good, good games. They used to make really good games. Like what? Castlevania, Contra, friggin' Rocket Knight Adventures. Is Contra good? International Superstars, yes. Is International Contra Super- Yeah, good? Contra's exceptional. No. Gradius, friggin'... What? Yeah, Economy... None of these sound like real games. Economy made some of the greatest games of all time. Yeah, but Castlevania. Yeah, but when was the last good Castlevania game? He not played Castlevania 64. The last good Castlevania game was Harmony of Distance, of the HD one on Xbox 360. No, not good. I like those games. And you've got a Mirror of Fate. That was a DS one. So yeah. you're going back like 12 years at least. No, it came out on the Xbox 360. Oh, that's the fucking terrible Lords of Shadow one. Yeah, it's a Metroidvania. That's not good. It's not good. It's good. It's not good. Have you not played it? Yeah, I played it. It's not good. It's pretty great. It's a friggin' probably did you ever play, um, Did you ever play the, uh, the 2.5D uh, Arkham Asylum game? Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was all right. Same team. So how do you think Castlevania is bad if it's the same team? You haven't played good Castlevania games. <laughs> I've played all Castlevania games. But yeah, anyway, Chasm, fantastic game. I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to give it a Tom Atkins. I haven't completed it yet. It may fall apart in the last level <laughs> or so, but, you know, who gives a fuck? I like it. Your review, Ant? Fuck. Um, should I review... I'm going comic. Join them. Come and come around. Beast Wars, yeah. the first six issues are out, yeah. and they are being collected together as Volume 1. Okay. So I'm going to count that as one series. Okay. So, new Beast Wars comic, written by people I can't remember the names of. Uh, there's there's one guy called Burnham, and one guy called Bircham, and okay. it's confusing, because they've got really similar sounding names. That's they all I remember. similar sounding names. Anyway, I can't remember the name. Sorry. Um, he's not Michael Burnham. I think it's Josh Burnham. Not Bill Burnham. Bill Burr. 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 Anyway. This Beast Wars comic is part of the new IDW Transformers reboot they started a couple of years ago. Transformers. Although, being Beast Wars, it's... Oh, God, Beast Wars is always confusing to explain. The origin of Beast Wars, the very start of it, is millions of years in the future. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's in a future civilization of Transformers where, you know, after the Wars and all that sort of stuff, they downsize their bodies to smaller forms to save money, to save energy and all this sort of stuff. And money. Um, probably money. I don't know. They didn't really have a currency, I don't think. Um, But then the bulk of Beast Wars is set millions of years in Earth's past because they go through time and end up in prehistoric Earth. Yeah. Um, So anyway, what this comic basically does is it retells the first two episodes of the Beast Wars cartoon. That's as far as they've got so far. Yeah. But there's twists on it. And like the first issue spends a lot of time before they end up, before the start of the cartoon. So it shows them getting given the orders to go on a mission to hunt down Megatron, who's stolen some artifact. Mm-hmm. Um, and Megatron, he's not called Megatron at first, he's got a different name, but he's taken on the name Megatron because Optimus he Primal. sees himself as being the next Megatron, like the legendary Megatron from centuries ago. 
millions of years ago, the one we know from Transformers as in general. Um, and you see them like on Cybertron, there's a big old battle and stuff, and you see they've got like different forms there. Whereas in the original series, they didn't really have the budget to give everyone different Cybertronian forms before they get to Earth. So everything was in shadow before they got to Earth. Um, because Beast Wars was done on a shoestring budget for what it was. Um, but this comic, like, it fleshes stuff out and it adds two new characters. There's, uh, there's like a Snapper Turtle girl, can't remember her name, on the Terracot, on the, on the Predacon side. Um, she's not in the original cartoon. And a bat called Nyx in the Maximal side, who's, um, like the pilot for the, the shuttle, the ship they're on. Yeah. Um, she's based on the Optimus Prime that was originally released. Like, when they, when they first launched Beast Wars, they released a preview package thing, and it was Megatron and Optimus Primal in a bat and crocodile form in a double pack, and they were quite small figures, like, you know, like three and a half inch tall figures. Yeah. Really basic ones. Um, quite nice figures. They're actually pretty articulated. They're fucking expensive nowadays. I wish I brought one years ago. <laughs> um, but it was like a preview thing, and Nix is based on Optimus Primal's look there, because he was originally going to be a bat, and then the series went, actually, um, a bat. And crocodile is rubbish. Let's do a T Rex and a gorilla because that is cooler. Like you want kings of the animal kingdom leading both sides. A gorilla and a T Rex. Yeah, if you want like animal kingdom, you know who who's going to be the rulers of the animal kingdom? It's you got your lions, your T Rexes, your gorillas. It's that, isn't it? It's that sort of thing. A bat and a crocodile can't be the leaders of the animal kingdom. Not with that attitude, they can't. You no, know, tiny. Like, you know, you imagine if you've got your leader of the Maximals is a bat, and then one of his buddies is a rhino, and the rhino's taking orders from the bat. I'm pretty sure like, that they used to be massive bats, <clears throat> like like really big. prehistoric, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Nix is based on that, and the story it runs straight into the Beast Wars thing. But loads of stuff's a little bit different. There's the way Dinobot leaves the Predacons is played out very differently to how it was in the original one, but it still hits of some of the same beats. Yeah, like there's still the thing where he doesn't like what um, Megatron's doing. He thinks Megatron's a failure, and they kick him out of the Predacons. But the way it works in this is that Nix gets kidnapped. And she's going to be tortured by Tarantulas and Dinobot's all about honour on the battlefield and all this sort of stuff. Like, he signed up to the Predacon cause because he thought they had a right idea, but he doesn't like how they're handling things. So he's like, you know, he wants to be with the honourable side, which he's now sort of not not sure who it is. Yeah. And when it's like, you have to torture this Transformer we caught, this um, enemy, he's like, I ain't doing that. Fuck you. And he helps her break out. And so it's a bit more fleshing out because the cartoon, like, you know, the the two first episodes of the cartoon was like 40 minutes long total. So mm. they fleshed it out a bit in the comic. Um, although they're quite short comics, there's really not not much time wasted in these comics. Um, so, yeah, it's only like a hand. It's not a massive amount of pages per issue. It's not like some tome that you're going through. Not like everything I read. No. But it's nice how they how they build it up and there's certain moments where they're clearly trying to remind you of you know, moments from the comic book, from the cartoon, and how all that stuff played out, and all the setups and events. But it's all slightly different. So, you know, it might be fun to see where it's going. Um, and the art style is very different. They haven't gone for the look of the Beast Wars. They've, they've, everyone's got a very angular, sort of pointy, very thick outline, sort of pro- nice, sort of pastely colours look to them. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, you know, just a very different take on the usual Beast Wars character designs. Which tend to be more sort of like the animal forms tend to be quite grounded in realism in the car in, in the you know, in all Beast Wars stuff really. But they've gone more sort of sort of cartoony with it. But um 
it's really really solid not quite i'm enjoying it so far i'm gonna keep reading it i think issue seven's out in a couple of days so that'll be the start of the second volume i guess yeah and i'll start reading that which i'm guessing is going to introduce black arachnia soon because she's one of the first new characters that joins the show I'm guessing it's going to basically follow a similar path, but characters like Nyx and um, the other one who I can't remember the name of because I haven't read one for a month, so I've got a bad memory. Um, I imagine, you know, they're going to have a different paths, as it were. They're going to they're going to like mess up the paths that the story goes in. Are they actually? Is so, oh, because <clears> the comic obviously Beast Beast Morphers and Beast they, Wars Beast Wars. Sorry, they are. Um, they're massive in the new Transformers series on Netflix. Yeah, but that cartoon's terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're fucking the size of the characters in that show, man. Like, was Optimus Prime, the G1 Optimus Prime, a really small truck? Or is Optimus Prime all a really big gorilla? Like, you can't you can't be both. Like, how big is Rat Trap? Is Rat Trap the size of a sports car? Or is, like, you know, the sports car Transformer the size of a friggin' remote control car yeah anyway new Beast Wars comic's good read it it's quite fun it's very different it's not all edgy and weird well yeah of course it is that's the times we're in it's not it's fun it's silly it's cartoony there's lots of you know fun banter and you know good fun times because they did um, they did try to introduce the Beast Wars characters into the IDW comics years ago when it was in the original phase and some of them are just like the the takes they did on them are weird. Isn't the second no the third movie where we got Beast Morphers in Transformers? Beast Morphers is a Power Rangers. No, series. sorry, we got Dino. We got the Dinobots. Dinobots aren't Beast Wars. That was in the Stanley Tucci fourth Transformers movie. Stanley Tucci's in two Transformers movies. He's Merlin. Yeah, he plays Merlin in the fifth one. Yeah, he plays two characters in. One of the films. Does he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. I'm pretty sure he's playing two separate characters in one of the films. He plays Merlin in the fifth one. Yeah. In the fourth one, he plays the CEO yeah. of a company he likes drinking milk. Yeah. Doing soy milk. He's got the Chinese milk yeah, product placement. Milk. Soy milk. Yeah. But Dinobots aren't Beast Wars characters. Sorry. Although there is a character called Dinobot. And there is also T-Rex in both. Yeah, Megatron's a T-Rex. In both? No. Oh. No. Grimlock's a T-Rex in the Dinobots. Oh, okay. He's up there, Grimlock. Oh, yeah. And Megatron's over there. But he's not a dinosaur. No, because I've got him in robot mode. Oh, so he becomes a dinosaur. Yeah. With piano keys. What? No, he's a robot dinosaur. He's not a realistic looking dinosaur. Oh, right, dinosaur. okay. Because I, I didn't realise that dinosaurs have pianos. They do. That's what they're like in big. For. Like in big. Yeah. <coughs> okay. Was that your review? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favourite Transformer, right? I don't know, man. You There's said Optimus so Prime the other day to me. You're no, a vanilla that's bitch. boring. You're a vanilla bitch. I like, like Springer, although I've only got two Springers. You don't like Springer? You said Bumblebee was your favourite. No, I don't even have a Bumblebee. Yes, you do. There's one there. I've got a tiny turbo There's one over no, there. There's you're one lying. here. You lie. That's an Ultra Magnus. No, that's an Ultra Magnus. That's a Unicron. I've got a Bumblebee. That's two Ultra Magnuses. No, that's two Bumblebees, at. I haven't got a Bumblebee. The audience are being Not a real one, to. anyway. I've got a tiny turbo changer Bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> You said Bumblebee's my favourite. If I could fuck any Transformer, it would definitely be Bumblebee. Second is Optimus Prime. I mean, I think right now my favourite is maybe Wild Will. Is Wild Will a girl? No, Wild Will's the um, the cowboy one. Oh, yeah. 
the yeah, hat. Yeah, he's pretty rad. He is pretty rad. He's pretty wild. You can come in his hat. Uh, yeah. So Transformers, yeah, they're weird. That's weird. That's cool. I mean, if you want to come in Vanilla Bitch, my favourite seeker is Starscream. I mean, that's Oh my God, that's boring. so vanilla. I know. Everyone else is like Skywarp or this, Fungus. Who's this snazzy Spanish-looking gentleman over there? That's Nigga Montoya. <laughs> He's just entered the room to tell us about how he, his dad was murdered by a guy with six fingers. Hmm. No, who is who's this snazzy-looking Italian Italian robot you've got? It's Spanish, you racist. Spanish robot you've got. <laughs> I love the fact I bought you a Spanish Spanish Power Rangers toy. You should buy me some Japanese Power Ranger fuck toys, no. yeah? No, fuck no. Yeah. Get you another one of those. Get, exactly. get me the train one. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. If I can get him in a solid lump of plastic that says stuff in Spanish, I'll get it. That's probably the most amazing. You might be able to, though. There's a lot of old yeah, Super probably. Sentai stuff came out in Brazil. <sighs> Oh, yeah. Super Sentai was popular in Brazil in the eighties. Oh, God, that'd be amazing. All right. Anyway, uh, sorry. My review. My my second review. Um, I'm going to review a game called Hades. Have you heard about this game, man? Never heard of it. You never heard of it. Uh, let me tell you about this game called Hades. Pretty great, right? So you play this dude. He's the son of um, Eros, who no. is. <laughs> he's the son of Hades. He wants to get out of hell. To do so. He has to beat the shit out of everyone. Uh, but every time he dies, he comes back and his dad's like, you got killed, didn't you? And he's like, nah, dad, I'm back. And then, uh, yeah, you do it again till you beat it. You unlock some, some weapons. You unlock some power-ups. Are you sure his dad's called Hades? Is his dad not Hades? Or is it in Hades? What's his dad's name? His dad's name is Hades, right? I don't fucking know. I don't know Greek. I don't know fucking Greek. One sec. Let me just quickly. <clears throat> In Greek mythology, Hades, the god of the underworld. You son of a bitch. <laughs> hmm. He's the first son, the firstborn son of the Titans, Cronus and Rhea. Anyway, so you get gifts from the gods. So like Zeus will throw you down some shit and. Hermie will throw you down some shit, and your your um, your mother is um, your mother is Eros, isn't she? No. What's his mother's name? Diasis? No, Diasis is different. I can't remember. I'm playing it for like six months. Ant hasn't played this brand new game that's just come out. Um, it's on Game Pass and PlayStation Five and 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 Switch. I believe it came out for Switch recently as well, didn't it, Ant? Yeah. It wasn't on Switch before. Wasn't Wait, was it, it came out on Switch? Really no, early? it never came out on Switch. Ages ago. No, I have it on good authority that you played You played the pre-release version, so you played Hads, uh, which was missing the E, which is a very big chunk of the title. Yeah. Uh, really, really good game. Really enjoying it. It's a really fun game. Um, what I will say is some frustration with some of the bosses, and I'm Just not... bad at it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not very good at it. I want to say that right up front, but I'm really enjoying it. Despite not being good at it, I just keep playing it. And uh, and yeah, I'm really enjoying myself. Um, I Game Pass has been really fucking good recently. Did I tell you I downloaded Flight Simulator? Flight Sim? Yeah, I downloaded Flight Simulator. And I'll tell you what, that game is boring as fuck. But... It's for dads. It's for dads. I did fly over our house. Yeah. Flew over, flew over Woking. Had a quick trip around to the area. They got the new towers. 
I didn't see them. No. But if I'm totally honest, I almost crashed so many times because I just, I'm not good at that game. I'm really good at following the instructions, but like actually, you know, like dipping down and having a look at stuff, not great at it. I did do a uh, Denzel Washington from Flight. I went upside down at one point. From Flight Plan. From Flight. Cillian Murphy's in Flight Plan. You buff. No, that's Red Eye. (laughs) (laughs) Denzel Washington was in Flight Plan. No, he wasn't. No, Jodie Foster was in Flight Plan. Denzel Washington was in Flight with John Goodman. The one with tips the plane upside down the river. That's Flight with John Goodman. Not Sully, which is where Tom Hanks lands the the plane. He turns it upside down. No, in Sully, he lands it in the fucking... The The river, yeah, and he turned it upside down. No, in in flight, he turns it upside down. And you've got to watch these movies. Which one's the one where Tom Hanks is on the island? That's Castaway. I saw that in cinema. Did you? Yeah. I didn't, but it's quite a good film, isn't it? It's all right. I like when he gives himself surgery of a skate and a rock. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've got to get rid of this tooth, and all I've got is a skate and a rock. And then he gets rid of it, and he's like, I'm on an island! Whee! Weren't you talking about Hades? It's a direct quote from the movie. Hades. Some might like it, some might not. I think the majority of people really fucking like this game, and I'm glad, because I also like it. You're bad at it. But I'm bad at it. So I didn't play it as much as other people have played it. I only played it for 10 to 12 hours. (laughs) I haven't completed it. I've done a couple of bosses, but I'm not great at it. Have you got to the point where the um, the bosses start changing? They change? Yeah, they get tougher. Fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, after a few runs. Like, you know you meet Morgana. The, yeah. Um, yeah. The woman. The witch. From, yeah, you from meet her sisters. Merlin. No, you get the you get the, one, the woman in the first boss. Yeah. Yeah, she's got three sisters and they all fight differently. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they start turning up, and then the the um the the snake thing, whatever it is the what are they called the uh, Medusa. It's not Medusa. The big snake rock thing, the boss of the second area. Onyx. Possibly. Yeah, it's a big weak, old weakness is water. No, you just beat him up, just punch him a lot. He changes. That's not what happens in Pokemon. Little bosses start changing after a while. Oh, okay, cool, great. So I got that to look forward yeah. to. I'm giving up now. Fuck it, I tap out. No, I love it. I'm, I'm going to keep playing it. It's really fun. Really, really fun game. Fun, fun, fun in the sun. And your review. Oh, sorry. I give this... I give this uh, Brendan Fraser. Everyone likes Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. I Seems think like a nice chat. Some people that don't like him, and that's why I'm talking about Hades. Well, and they're some people bad that people. Like Not always. They must be. Oh. They must be. If they don't like Brendan Fraser... Can you name a good Brendan Fraser movie? Lots of them. There's Passion of Darkly Moon. There's uh, The Mummy. Uh, there's The Mummy 2. Yeah. Uh, there's Looney Tunes back in action. Yeah. Um, Monkey, Monkey Bone. Monkey yeah. Gods and Monsters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you've got that. What's the one where Joe Pesci has... Uh, his lungs are dying because of asbestos? Home Alone. No, the one where he uh, he lives um, in the library. He is. Lives in the library, and uh, Brendan Fraser has uh, written a thesis, and he's and it somehow ended up in the hands of Joe Pesci. I can't remember how. Oh. And Joe Pesci's going to burn it to keep himself away uh, warm during winter because oh. he's homeless. And he's like, "No, no, no, don't do that. I'll be your slave." And then they're like, "Unlikely friendship is born." Is that apt pupil? 
That no, apt pupil is the one with the Nazi, right? Oh. Which also might have Brendan Fraser in it. I can't remember. What's the one where Brendan Fraser Daredevil. might might be Jewish and then he gets picked on by Matt Damon, I think. Or potentially Tropic Thunder. No. Have you seen George of the Jungle? Yeah. He's really good in that. Of the jungle. Everyone loves George of the Jungle. Yeah. Um what else? what else has Brendan Fraser been in? G.I. Joe? G.I. Yeah, for one scene. Yeah, he was in uh, Kids in the Hall, the blue pill movie they made. Oh. Smart Drug, that's so, what I think it was called. You're just uh, going to try and name all his movies, He was you? in Dickie Roberts, Born to be a Star. We don't... No one He's a cameo. He has a cameo in that film. It's not, a, it's not a starring role. That's a starring role. He is the catalyst for the entire plot. Um, what else has he been in? Can you think of any other Brendan Fraser? He said Monkey Bone, didn't we? Yeah. Mummy 3. He was in The Mummy 3. Yeah. I think. Mummy 2. Back to... Back to the habit. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol's coming back for a third season. Ooh. It's a good series. It's got April Bowlby in it. Who? April Bowlby. Who? She was um, Alan Charlie, one of Charlie's girlfriends and Alan's wife in um, Two and a Half Men. You know, I I can proudly say I've never watched a full episode of Two and a Half Men. Oh, I've watched every episode up until the Ashton Kutcher. Really? Yeah, yeah I, well, I just, it didn't work for me anymore. I mean, what the worked for you? The dynamic was thrown off. What worked for you it was before such a great then? comedy before. <laughs> it had Concerta Farrell in it. Who? The maid, the woman who's the maid. The woman from Teen Angel? No. She's, yeah, she's from Teen Angel. She's Teen Angel? I don't yeah. know. I only know from that. Teen Angel, where the guy ate the... <laughs> Do you remember the plot for Teen Angel? No. It's in the intro. So the kid is at his friend's house and he goes, I'm really hungry. What have you got to eat? And he goes, I think there's a burger. I mean, there's a burger, like, just to the side of my bed. And he goes, oh, okay. And he goes underneath. And there's this ancient fucking minging burger. And he eats it and dies. <laughs> and then he haunts his mate because he made him eat a shitty burger that killed him. And he has to do good deeds to get to heaven. Because he was a teenager and he spunked too much. <laughs> teenager! I don't know what the song was. Do you remember Iron Man, the, the TV show? Yeah. I tried watching that. You walked in on me trying to watch it. I walked on your sleep when it was on. <laughs> it's like when people learn German mm. but go to sleep. It's the second show that painted um, man, the uh, Chinese character. It was green. Green, yeah. Because yeah. apparently that's, that's fine. You, know, you can get around a Fu Manchu if you like paint them green. The amount of times I'm looking forward to Shang Chi when they paint the Mandarin green in that. <laughs> There's uh, like that series. Um, he gets beaten by someone who can control wind a lot. For someone with like a propulsion system, <laughs> yeah, he relies on flying. If the wind's fucked up, he can't fly. It's his weakness. Tony Stark's famous weakness. <laughs> There's also there's Thanos would have won if he fought. There's someone who's just a guy. Hmm. There's like he just has like a little eye thing. Yeah, they can see with. It's so shit. I remember being so good. We got the box set at work. Oh really? How much? Yeah. Too um, much. Not much. Like eight quid. Too much. It's I got, think I've um, actually got it's got it. a Jetix logo on it. Yeah, I think I've actually Jetix. got it. I got it from Poundland. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, and your review. What did I play? I played something yesterday. With your dick. Cook, serve, delicious, free. Oh, yeah. What's that like? 
Um, so I, I like Cook Serve Delicious. It's I've a got fun one. game. You got to be really fast with your fingers on it. Um, every time I come back to the game, a new one, I've completely lost all my skill. I have, I have the uh. second one. Um, but the third one came out in early access ages ago. It got fully released a while back, but I didn't get it when it came out. Yeah. Um, I forgot. It's on offer on Switch, right? But I got it in a humble bundle at some point. So me and Paul played it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a Let's Play on the channel. Someone. Um, we can do another one in this one. I beat you again. In this one, there's been some sort of apocalypse. Oh. The world has ended. And that's your framing device for the new way the game works. The main tweak in the game is that rather than opening the doors and just having to start making the mill straight away, you're in a van travelling through the apocalypse, stopping off somewhere. You've got orders in advance, so you can start preparing some stuff. So you know you have the holding trays at the top where you can chuck in, like, you know, your your uh, fries and stuff like that that you yeah. might need for various meals. You can chuck them in there and get them going, and you'll have orders in advance, like you've picked up on Deliveroo or something, I guess, Yeah. Um, and start making them at the side. And when they're made, you can package them so they're ready to be, so they get kept in their state, ready to eat. Um, it still doesn't stop it being any more intense, though, because when you get there, it's like there's more customers than not in the previous games. It's like it's a bit more faster and intense pace. It's just that you like have a period of preparation, of prep time before you start serving. That's like the main gameplay difference, and you usually have like three or four stops to do in a journey. And you know, you so you'll have a your period will basically be the prep stage, cook stage, prep stage, cook stage, prep stage. You had like in the previous game, you had a sort of prep stage midway through. Like, well, you had like quiet periods and then you'd have the lunchtime rush. But this has sort of inverted it. So now you have constant rush and then the break periods in between where it's there's no customers and you can just make stuff. But you know what's coming up on the order. You'll have like a menu come up and it'll tell you, you know, you need nine churros at the next stop for your starting order. So you make, so you make sure you've got enough churros made. But you might not have enough holding places for all the churros or something. So it's, it's a neat... Neat twist on it. Um, their only real new gameplay like control mechanic they've put in is that you can flip the right stick to serve everyone who's ready at once. Yeah. So if some if like five people turn up and they all want the churros you've already got made, you can just flip the right stick and serve them in one go. Yeah. Um you're supposed to have two robot helpers helping you. Okay. Um who are probably voiced by Twitch streamers. One of them's got one of those funny names, so I'm guessing they're both voice, voiced by Twitch Oh, who's streamers. that cunt that we hate? Who's that stupid fucking cunt that we hate? No, nah, they're both lady ones. Oh, okay. So it's okay. Okay, no, they're fine. Who's the cunt that we hate, though? Ninja. Ninja. Ninja's that dumb cunt that I hate. Yeah, Ninja, do you want to come on the pod? More of that. More about that dumb cunt later. No, 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 just, it's not worth bothering with, you know. He's probably fucked kids. No. Isn't it Dream now is one kid's like, isn't it? Dream isn't Dream like a political streamer. I don't know. Who's Nix? There's one called Nix, isn't there? Not just the bat from Beast Wars. Who's uh oh sweet sweet what's her face? The one who's got Tourette's. Who? It's a British girl. She has Tourette's. Yeah, she's sweet and eater. Okay. Yeah, she's fun. She's not like a bad person. No, no, she's she's okay. fine. She just Vosh, Vosh. I watch some of his stuff. Isn't he the Nazi? No, Vosh is the one. I'm who... pretty sure he's got a swastika tattoo. No, no, no. Vosh is the left wing libertarian person. You sure? Yeah. Hmm. Vosh is all right, and then Hassan Piker is the other one that I. I don't like the sound of them. You don't like the sound of this? I'm no. fine. Hassan's not like the sound Greek. of this Hassan. You know he's Greek. Not Greek. like the sound of this Hassan. I think he's Greek or Turkish. I think he might be Turkish. 
Can't confuse those two. No, you can't. No, no they're, they're both on fire right now, so it might melt together. Yeah, when are we going to get bushfires? Soon. We had one on Holes of Common a few years ago. Sweet. Mm. That's probably that guy trying to hide the bodies. You know, the police officer. You know, oh, everyone yeah. called Rapist. Yeah. Working, eh? Yeah. Anyway, um, Cook Serve Delicious Free. It's it's a fun old time. There's um, stuff where, like, you go on different routes, and there'll be things where it wants a certain point menu, and different meals have different point values. Um, and you're not so much unlocking a full set of menu and making it every time. Like, in the previous games, you could... You could make a good menu and then stick with that for a while. Yeah. But this one, every time, you're going to have to mix it up. And you don't always have the same set of selection of things. Um, The foods you're making are not very apocalyptic, though. I was kind of expecting, you know, you'd be making, like, radioactive crab cakes or something like that. But it's it's just regular foods. But I think maybe the idea is that you're the excellent chef from Chef Excellence. I got cooked so delicious, too. Mm. But I think you're supposed to be the, you know, the amazing chef from the previous games. And you're, you know, bringing good food back after the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just fun times. You can still customise your van and stuff. Like, customise your, you know, your restaurant in the previous one. I've got a little I've got a little toy version of my van sitting in the front counter. You know, oh, that's, that's good. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's a fun old time. Anybody? It's got lots of nice customizable options. Like you, if you have different controllers, and you can choose what button prompts come up on PC. Yeah. So that was annoying, Paul, because I put my pad on Xbox and his pad on Switch, mm. and he wanted the Switch controller, but he can't start complaining because X and Y are in different Does spots. Does the Switch Pro controller work if you plug it in? Yeah. Oh, nice. We work on a PC. Yeah. Although every time we unplugged it, it was registering as if one of the analog sticks was moving, and the mouse would just start crawling across the screen. Oh, have you? Every got time drift, I turned off the game, yours? no, there's no drift. Because you unplug it and plug it back in, and the mouse stops moving. That's weird. It's just like after we've been playing it, it's like it's decided now it's off center or something. Yeah, that's strange. But um, no, it, it was maybe it was registering slightly off center when you unplugged it. Uh, Who knows? Anyway, yeah, you're you're off center. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, cook served delicious free. It is actually called that. It's got a question mark and an exclamation mark <laughs> at the end of the title. Um, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Um, it, yeah, it's solid time. I would like to see these guys make a different sort of game because yeah. they've made free cooks have delicious games now. Like, show me what you got. Show us what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and I'm going to very briefly. I'm going to talk about anti-Semitism. Oh, for God's sake, no. Do you know where anti-Semitism began? So you know how like people are idiots. Yeah. And we never learn. Is this where you're going to say something really anti-Semitic? No. So, because you don't understand it. No. So uh, in medieval times, did you know that there was... Well, this is like 1300s. Do you know that there was... There was something... There was a Semites. There was something called a sin called usury. So do you know what usury is? Um, it's when you sign up to a um, app and you haven't read the terms and conditions. <laughs> kind of. Almost right. No, usury is charging interest on loans that people have to take out to feed their family, say, and things like that. So the Christian church didn't allow Christian followers, which was most of the UK at the time, to uh, to commit usury. Oh, they love it now. So if you were Christian, you couldn't charge interest on a loan. Hmm. So really interesting. Where's all these Christian banks? Well, this is... Look, check this out. Check this Wait, out. Wait, who is Christian banks? Check this out, right? So mm-hmm. so usury exists, so uh, people couldn't, couldn't charge interest, but people wanted to make money from people that couldn't pay bills. Yeah. So in steps... 
the Jewish people that don't have usury as part of their religion. Okay. So what the English what the English people did essentially was they had Jewish people run banks, become money lenders, and become merchants and things like that. Oh, and that's why everyone hates them. So there was already a persecution a persecution of the Jewish people. Hmm. long before this because they got blamed for everything like the church had been trying to eradicate Jewish people for a very long time well they killed Jesus well Jesus was Jewish so that's the interesting contradiction there I mean (laughs) I mean you know so so basically what happened they built them pyramids which is just showing off so this is really interesting I found this out because I was I was listening to a to a audiobook about the black plague and then I listened to a podcast about the Black Plague. And then I bought a book on oh the Black God, Plague. Oh, you're still going on about the Black Plague. I fucking love the Black Plague, dude. I'm really interested in it. Anyway, so the Christian you Church... You love it so much, why didn't you catch it? So the Christian Church had to come up with a reason why people were getting the plague. Hmm. So who'd they blame? They blamed the Jewish people. Oh. Because, because they tortured someone enough for them to say that at some point that there was some sort of secret cabal. A Jewish person bit them. So get this, right? They There are two types of people that the Christian Church hated. One of the groups was the Jewish people, and the other group, can you guess who it was? Gingers. No, the lepers. Oh, yeah, it means fair enough. <laughs> because I mean. the church was terrified, and the, and the king was terrified, of anyone who had been downtrodden by the, by the royalty or by the religious people. And lepers were the lowest of the low in the, in the kingdom at that time. But didn't Princess Diana hug them all? So anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> Um, so basically, yeah, anti-Semitism is born from the religious groups, the Christian groups at the time, hating the Jewish people and wanting to blame someone other than the people themselves for the persecution of God by sending us the plague. And then this is this is the thing that's fucking insane. So you think about it, like all these people that were traveling still, all these Jewish people that were forced to travel because they were forced out of their lands by persecution and, and death and threats of violence. Mm. They became merchants because they had these goods and all they could do was sell and trade these goods as they travelled through the land. And then when they're brought into the UK, there are actually records of the English people giving money to set up these Jewish banks so that Jewish people can charge people interest without it being usury. And all that the people in England were doing and all the churches and the kings, all they were doing was they were just investing in these new businesses. Oh. But they were making money, obviously, from their investment because someone was committing usury. But it wasn't directly the king or the church. It was these Jewish people that they were forcing to work in their banks. So um, that's your review of Jew. So, no, that's my review of anti-Semitism. For, for oh. somehow, all these racist cunts out there that are against Jewish people are so stupid, they're no smarter than people that used to rub shit on bubonic plague boils on their bodies to try and cure the plague. Do you know that there was... there was how you do it? <laughs> Interestingly enough, that's not how you do it. There were actually oh. people that used to go and sit over the pits where people would dump their shit and breathe in the fumes because they were told if they, sp- if they breathe in enough bad air, it protects their bodies against the plague. I mean, they're getting on the right idea about... <laughs> in the fucking wrong ways. You know, just exposing yourself to... Bat- yeah, exposure yeah. therapy. But it doesn't work when it's a bacteria. <laughs> it's not exposure therapy, but your immune system works by taking yeah. in small amounts of the I mean, but it's a maybe you'll build amount. up uh, resistance to Ebola, more no, likely. No, that's bacteria as well. Oh. They're both bacteria. Like, the plague, there's... Although your immune system can fight off some aspects of the plague, because it's a bacteria, your immune system's never completely developed to fight it off every time, and you can get it multiple times. There's no immunity gained from having it once. 
And, um... and there were three different types of it. Anyway, my next review is going to be 12 minutes on Games Pass on Xbox Games Series Pass. on Game Pass on Xbox Series S. <laughs> Sorry, I had a bit of plague in my mouth. Yeah, but I just wanted to quickly point out to anyone who may listen that's on the right who's an anti-Semite, just in case you were wondering, you're as fucking stupid as a pig shit, ignorant fucking medieval person, you dumb cunt. Ninja. Um, anyway, so my review is... Ninja's tw- not one of them. He's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I know. He might be an anti-Semite. I mean, I'm not trying to defend him, but he's just a... <laughs> you are defending him. He's a fucking toolbox. That's all he is. <laughs> like... He has said the But N-word. he's also a millionaire. Yeah, and? Who has an unnecessarily hot wife, so... That he doesn't fuck because he fucks kids. I get no, what you're saying. No, he doesn't fuck because he doesn't know what it is. He's never heard of it. Have you seen that he's got his own character in Raid Shadow Legends? I mean, who hasn't? When are we um, going to get our money from Raid Shadow Legends? I don't know, man. I tried sponsoring it loads of times. <laughs> the thing is, I can't compete with Quinton's knowledge of Raid Shadow Weapon. Oh, that's true. Should we do a deep dive on the next 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 episode? He did a real good job of explaining Raid Shadow Legends you know, to me. Right. I might, I might, I might complete Raid Shadow Legends and come back next week. He's clearly on. very tired from making that iCarly review. <laughs> he hates himself, doesn't he, for that? He hasn't really... Has he released a new video since then? No, he's still making part two of the iCarly review. It wasn't oh, done. Okay, no. Um, all right, anyway, sorry. So uh, so I'm reviewing 12 Minutes. Uh, 12 Minutes is a point-and-click adventure game for the Xbox and PC, and it's on the series consoles. Is it on the normal Xbox? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 12 Minutes is, as it sounds, it's a 12-minute loop that you have to keep playing over, and sort of as you play through it, you discover things that you can use to advance the story and find out more um you basically have to find out why a cop is banging on your door trying to get your wife to confess to a, the murder of a the murder of her, her father and and what exactly has put has transpired between the two and as you dig deeper and deeper guess what incest not even joking there's a thing about incest in this oh sweet it's um, fucking there's a game weird. years ago called only if yeah. Which tried to do a big old, ooh, big plot twist swerve, there's incest. Um, but so, that game sucked. How did they get these people to sign on to this? Because the game's really solid. It's got James McAvoy. Yeah, and Daisy Ridley and yeah, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, it's got Defoe. a bunch of British people pretending to be Americans. And Willem Dafoe. And Willem Dafoe. He plays a cop. Um, it's a really, it's, it, it really is did a good you know game. there was going to be a game of Antichrist? Yes, yes I did. Did you not see my tweet the other day? I just knew about it. Oh, right. I only found out about that the other day. And it's, it was going to be called Eden. And it's going to take place after Antichrist. It's going to be like Cooking Mummy had to slice the clit off? No, it was set after that. And you had to survive oh. as Willem Dafoe in the in the woods. It started with you burning Charlotte Gainsbourg's body. Oh, sweet. She's all right. Well, she was evil, wasn't she? She was, no. she was the devil. Wasn't the point that she was the devil? No, she just went crazy. And she didn't stop her son from falling out of a window. No, it was about a marriage breaking down because of her involvement and she saw her son going towards the window. Devil, they're just people who are fucked. But she said she had thought about him dying and like she She wanted him to die. Yeah, she had postnatal depression. And then she put a fucking thing for her husband's leg. Yeah, he deserved it. No, he didn't. Um anyway. She so, him off when he was... Uh, covered in... Yeah, when he off, she crushed his cock, his balls. She didn't crush them. She yeah, hit she them with a thing. Yeah, she crushed his balls. Oh, okay. And then she wanked him off, so he spunks blood. It's a good film. I thought that she just hit him repeatedly with something. She smacks him in the nuts with a breeze block or something. I can't yeah, know, it's been ages since I've played. Your nuts can be fine after. 
And then there's the bit where he sees the uh, fox and he goes, Chaos Ray. That's the best bit for me. That foxy mm. character. I wanted to play as him in the game. Well, he was in um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, yeah, so he yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same guy. He was George Clooney. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, 12 minutes. Yeah, so uh, all these characters, you just basically have to, like, there's a little. You, it's like any other point and click game. You find out more and more, and the little bits and pieces all connect together, and you eventually work out what to do. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the incest shit was out of left field and I don't know how they got these actors to be in it when it's such a ridiculous point at the end. Um, there are multiple endings though, so I might go back and play it and see how much incest there is. <laughs> Maybe it's just a sprinkling of incest. It's no fucking weird. It's, it's beyond weird that this is the plot point in it. That's what I don't fucking understand. It's just the game that they were pushing on. Mike's Xbox shows yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, Major Nelson's big in the two incest. Oh, it he must be. On. Jeff Keighley was like, oh, H- I recognise Hideki Kamiya? No, no, it wasn't Hideki Kamiya. It was um, Kojima. Yeah. He really loved it. Metal Gear Solid 2 had incest in it. Did it? Yeah, there's the, well, sort of. It's basically um, Otacon's stepmom. Like, not technically incest, but his stepmom um, sexually assaulted him when he was a teenager. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I I still enjoyed it. I just think that that plot's fucking dog shit, and the ending was just crap. But the rest of it was fine. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed working out what to do and how to do it and why to do it and what what I needed to find out. Um, so yeah, so uh, I recommend everybody gives it a go. Just be prepared for a shit ending. Uh, but getting to the ending is really fun. So yeah, so I'm gonna give this. Uh, so what you're saying at the end you get incest? No. So incest is the wincest state. You know you can just <laughs> you can choose to just carry on at the end. You mm. can choose to just accept it oh. and carry on. And I don't recommend that, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's still it's on Game Pass. It's free on Game Pass, and it is it is really well made. It's just fucking weird. It's an Annapurna game, though, so some of those are a bit mad. Apparently the people who run Annapurna are just like this bunch of um, millionaire kids. They've got billionaire parents and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And they were just like, fuck it, let's make a game studio and a movie studio and have some fun. Yeah, they're they're doing really well, aren't they? Yeah. Um, But yeah, um, I recommend it to anyone who's got Game Pass. If you don't have Game Pass and you're looking for a good point and click, like an adventure-style thing, then give it a go. I don't know what it's out on. That's actually a good point. Let me just find out what consoles it's on. It's on PC, it's on Switch. Xbox and PlayStation. Is it on Switch? I don't know about Switch. It doesn't really have anything like super Game crazy. Boy Advance. <laughs> um, uh, Sega Pico. Oh, it's only on Xbox. It's Is not on it? PS5. Oh my god. Or PS4. Or Switch. Oh. Um... That's strange. Uh, oh, it was made by someone who uh, used to work for Rockstar Games and Ubisoft. And then he spent some time helping develop The Witness. Yeah, so he worked at Rockstar and Ubisoft, two studios famed for abusing staff members, and then worked yeah. on The Witness with um, friggin' um, What's-His-Face, who Captain is famous for thinking that women don't understand video games and stuff. I mean, they don't. Daisy Ridley's in this. Again about incest. <laughs> and your review. 
Well, she's quite posh. So she's oh, actually, sorry, sorry. I give this. I give this a Jack Nicholson in Chinatown. No, actually, no. I give this. I give this a Josh Brolin in the Old Boy remake. Oh, when it was quite incest. Mm. Yeah. At least they had it. I mean, that was yeah, true. first thing you think. Would Josh be Brolin didn't understand what the what Old Boy was about, but he gave it his all, and that's all he I tried his best. Yeah. New review, Ant. No. Oh. What's what's review now? Uh, Snake Eyes. No. Um. You watch Snake Eyes. Oh, CM Punk's back in wrestling, isn't he? Yeah, he's in AEW. Oh, yeah, how's that going? Yeah, I didn't even bother watching SummerSlam last All night. Right. Well, Jesus. I don't watch AEW. All right. It's on actual TV, and I I'm, can't, I'm not going to turn on. Sorry, it's not good enough for Actual you. TV. Actual fucking TV. I feel like I watched something, and I can't remember what it was. You know you know that thing? You know that thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I, I viewed Star Trek last time, didn't I? Well, one of them. Deep Space um, Next Generation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we finished our TNG last time. Uh, have you ever seen oh. a little-known film called Star Trek First Contact? Quad. It's got zombies in it. Star Trek First Cunt... Yeah. Contact. Yeah, it's got zombies in it. It's got Borgs. They're called Borgs. It's Borgs. Right, what was I going to review anyway? I don't know. Fuck's sake. Review a thing. Ah, ah. Did you watch all of Loki? Yeah, that was weeks ago, man. We watched, uh, Did you watch What If? No, I can't be asked to watch Did you that. watch Shang-Chi? No, it's not out yet. You're going to see Candyman? No. No, no, no. Have you had Paul F. Tonkin's story, uh, song about Candyman? Boss, you think I'll play that? You think about stuff and I'll play Paul F. Tompkins. Quake. Oh, yeah. Quake Remaster, that's the thing I played. Hold on, I'm going to play Paul F. Tompkins. No. I was going to talk about Quake. Yeah, you, you talk about Quake. Well, no, you just... There you go. But, um, everything's a mirror, technically. That's what Mirror Master says. Mm. Anyway, will you review? Quake. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Quake Remaster got surprise released on us on Thursday. Yeah, four K thirty frames per second and on your uh, Xbox. Sixty. Sixty. Sixty foots. Is it? Yeah. Oh nice. Locked sixty. Locked at sixty. Yeah. No, um so it's by Night Dive Studios, who do a whole lot of really good first person shooter remasters and remakes and they also did Shadow Man recently. Oh did they? Yeah, they did uh, the Turok good remasters. For them. The Turok remasters are fantastic. They specialise on taking console first person shooters and giving them a new lease of life. But Quake is traditionally a PC first person shooter. Yeah. And this is the PC version being given, you know, the full flashy treatment. And you can adjust all the graphics. Even on Xbox, you can mess with the graphics a whole bunch. You can yeah. put them in super low res mode, and it'll be like as it know, was pixelated as hell. Yeah. Turn off anti aliasing. Turn off the the flashy textures. Not the textures have been bumped up or anything, but 4K. You can basically mess with the textures so that it looks like if you didn't have a Fudu FX accelerated card. Yeah, it runs. It's in 4K, but there's a difference between 4K and 4K textures. Well, yeah, but the textures are still the original Quake. Oh, textures. they're not updated at all. Well, they just cleaned them up and everything, but it's not—they're not new textures. It's it's Quake looking the best it could. Um, but no, it's it's still Quake. It's a good game. It's, it's got all the expansions and stuff, the extra stages and all that. It's 
you know, the PC version, if you play the console versions on Saturn and N64, you might not know that it's supposed to be played out with a hub where you start off the level and you choose what difficulty you're going to go into by going through certain doors and then you choose which one of the um, four chapters you want to yeah. play. Each one more difficult than the last. But um, yeah, it, it's it's a freaking good time. Just nice, fun feels. Um, I found that first on on the console versions because I'm playing on Xbox. Playing with a controller, kids. Does, does that, that trigger you? Hmm. I'm going to have a... Uh, an air uh, Netflix comedy show called Triggered. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. There you get sued by Donald Trump. Um, Trump, Trump, Trump. I found the controls like a little bit too fast at first, but it's Quake. It's meant to be a bit fast. Um, but there's no, I can't find any sensitivity settings for the analog stick, so I can't speed it up or slow it down. But I got used to it. I adjusted. It's fine. Leave it at that. But it's good times. Um, one of the coolest things though is. If you sign up to that dreaded Bethesda.net thing that they keep making all their, you know, fetch games on consoles have, mm. um, you can download an N64 expansion for Quake 64, and it basically gets rid of the hub world and makes the game look like the N64 version and has the same enemy placement, replaces the Nine Inch Nail soundtrack that's in the new Quake. And has the MIDI one. Um, it has the, the N64 ambient soundtrack that it had. Okay. Um because a lot of um, re-releases of Quake didn't have the N64 soundtrack over the years. Not the, N64, um, the Nine Inch Nail soundtrack. But, you know, like Quake on Nintendo 64 didn't have the Nine Inch Nail soundtrack. Mm. Uh, this remaster does. Um, but it's kind of neat because it, like, it bumps down the resolution. It does the scan line thing. It like lowers the texture quality to like that sort of N64 blurriness. Um, where the N64 used to blur everything on a diagonal. So you'd get like... The textures would have a sort of diamond-esque shape to them. Yeah. Um, so it does all that. Um, and yeah, it's quite fun. It's not like it's the N64 version remastered. It's no. it's like taking what's already in the game and making it play out the same way as the N64 one. So yeah. you just have the individual stages one after the other and you play through each chapter in order. Whereas on the original version, you can choose what chapter you want to play. And, you know, there's no diff. I don't think there's any... I think you chose diff. No, I don't think you could choose difficulty at all in the N64 one. I had I can't it. Remember. But I, well, actually, no, I've I got had, it. I had Quake 2. I've got it. I think it's actually in my N64 now. Yeah. Um, I had Quake 2 on the N64. Yeah, Quake, Quake 2 on the N64 is good. It was. Uh, um, the only reason I bought it was because, you know, when um, GameStation existed? Yeah. Well, actually, it may have been Electronic Boutique at the time. When Electronic Boutique existed, I didn't have a lot of money. So we went to town, only had a fiver. And they were selling Quake 2 for £5 when I was like 12. Mm. And I was like... You shouldn't have been allowed to buy that. Yeah, I was like, can I have this? And they were like, yeah, fuck it. Go on, five quid. Mm. I bought Quake 2. I've got Quake 2 on PS1. PS1 port's a bit of a miracle. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've got it on PS1. Why is it such a miracle on PS1 then? Because the, they claim that the first Quake wasn't possible on a PS1, even though it was on Saturn. Um, they said the first Quake was too complex for the PS1. Yeah. And then they managed to make Quake 2 on it. <laughs> weird yeah Quake 2 is always the one that I remember that I played a lot of that. it's more coherent Quake 2 because the thing with the first Quake that you don't a lot of people don't forget is that that they do forget it was originally meant to be a medieval RPG yeah like it was going to be an action RPG with lots of stats and lots of medieval fancy stuff yeah and at some point during development they leaned more towards like you know futuristic science fiction stuff and then they got the Nine Inch Nails soundtrack in and it sort of informed that and they went to a darker sound but when you play the games there's like it's like Doom, where it's like there's castles and stuff, and there's ancient looking monuments, and you get like knights 
in night armor chasing after you. Yeah. But by that point in the game, you've already come across like hellspawn demons and Strings. like guys with sh- like rocket launchers. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of weird bugs in it, but I can't tell if they're bugs that were in the original Quake or not. Because um, one of them, I killed one guy and he just sort of froze on the spot. Um, I made it my thumbnail. It was really handy for the thumbnail for the video I did because I got a nice, good, sort of clear shot of a of a soldier. Are these the same people that did the Doom sixty four one? No, that was uh, someone else did those. Was that Panic Bug? I can't remember, but mm. it's Bethesda published it, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, there was also every now and again I got a hitch just randomly as you're just running around. Not when even when there's no enemies, it would just hitch for like a couple of frames. Yeah. Um, don't know what that's all about. I'm sure that'll be patched though, but. I imagine it's the game loading in some data or something. So the last the last time I played Quake, because I haven't played the remake yet, I've downloaded it, I haven't played it yet. The last time I played Quake was on the Oculus Quest. Someone ported over the entirety of Quake in VR. So you had Quake VR. But because obviously Quake was never designed for that like projection style controls where you like sort of you, you can't push play a it like that. Yeah, so you're just like flying That's around the place. Stupid! It's really good. It's, it is actually really good because they've managed to independently control the crosshair and the gun, mm. but you like fly around the place like you're on a fucking Segway. It's really fun. But um, that was how I originally. That's not how the game's meant to be played. Well, I played Quake for all the way playing it that way. It was fucking. It's vomit inducing, but it's fun. You love vomiting. I do, mm. I do. But anyway, the Quake Remaster. Apparently, yeah, the it's good time. It's only eight quid. Yeah, apparently, nice Quake Two has appeared. Uh, the year, so because the whole thing about Quake, Quake Two is on PC Game Pass. Yeah, because Quake One, the reason that they suddenly people realised it was being made or being transferred or whatever is because it got a new rating for the Xbox and stuff like that. Yeah, XRB. literally just before they announced yeah. it. And Quake 2 apparently has had the same thing happen, so it might yeah, be really I can imagine they'll do that. I mean, they're doing they're doing loads. They're doing Power Slave slash Exhumed. It's Exhumed. It's not called Power Slave. Exhumed is coming out. Yeah. Um, it's oh, going to be... Yeah. a. I can't tell. People have told me different things. If this Power Slave slash Exhumed thing is a merger of the PS1 and Saturn versions... Or if you can choose if you're playing the PS1 or Saturn version, because both are slightly different. Um, there's slightly difference in the structure of how they play out. The level designs are a little bit different. Like the Saturn version has a lot more higher buildings and stuff like that, and some rooms are a different shape. Yeah, it's all little, really small little things. But I don't know if they're merging together or they're doing separately. They're not doing the PC version, which is interesting though, because the PC version kind of plays out like a Metroid game. Oh, okay. Um, but the PS1 version still does, but every area is a separate level. And you'll get a power up in one area, and then you have to go back to a previous level, and you'll find a new exit in that level oh, okay. to somewhere else. Um, but pa- I'm, I'm definitely going to get that Exhumed remake because well, Exhumed be is fantastic. Uh, no, because it's not Bethesda Exhumed. Is not? No, 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 it's Night Dive Studios making it though. But I want that fucking Shadow Man remake on. Uh... It's on everything, isn't it? No, isn't it? No, it's on PC, isn't it? Yeah, just PC. Is it on Switch? Is it on Switch? I thought it was. You pick up your phone instead of your Switch. Well, no, because I can just... It's quicker to go through this and it's mm. go through this. No, anyway, um, that's quite... It's on Game Pass. Getting the benefit of this Bethesda yeah. buyout, aren't we? Merge is really going well. I keep forgetting they brought them. Uh, I guess we'll get... It's coming to PS4, Xbox and Switch later in 2020. Isn't it crazy? They brought Bethesda, so they get Fallout. And they also brought Oblivion, so they get Outer Worlds as well. Hmm. 
So I believe the developers of Fallout New Vegas stopped working with Bethesda to make their own Fallout-like game with Outer Worlds, and they both got brought by Microsoft. Yeah, and also <laughs> there's rumours of a new Fallout game. So we could get um, Obliv- the Oblivion making... Uh, Obsidian making Fallout games. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I am looking forward... The, the, I'm so fucking sick of Skyrim. Yeah, you're going to get the remaster, which should have no bugs. I've already got it. The new one. Yeah, because I've got... You know, like, you just pay, like, a tenner to get an updated version on PS5 when yeah. it comes about. I wouldn't. Like, the same with Tony. I wouldn't Tony do that. Well, no, I'm not going to, because apparently on Game Pass we're going to get it anyway. Oh, that's okay. Because Bethesda. And I own a Series S, so I don't need to pay for it again. Will they fix any of the bugs? No. 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 Skyrim VR was a fucking nightmare. Do you remember when the dragons flew backwards? Yeah. <sighs> Do you know what? Like, Skyrim on the Xbox 360, when I first played it, gave me one of the purest, like, the purest RPG, like, just get out there and do your shit games. Like, it seemed massive at the time. And I can still remember, like, so distinctly, like, a lot of the areas of that game, because I played it a lot. It's not that big. No, it's I not. I played Daggerfall. I, I remember, like, so much of the areas. It's the same with Morrowind, because I... Oblivion, I didn't play as much. I played See, Morrowind Oblivion, I played too much, and then every game they brought out after that just felt like more Oblivion. <laughs> so I was bored. I played Morrowind a lot. That's why uh, Outer Worlds was so good, because it was all played, smaller areas. My mate played Oblivion, loved mm. Oblivion, and mm. I played it a little bit. I completed it, I just didn't, like, go back into it a load. Um, and then I played Skyrim a fucking load. And the reason I played Skyrim so much was because it just fed that... I've, I've spoken about it before on this podcast so many times, but it gave me Joe Pesci syndrome. It gave me short man syndrome. You are short Because as soon as, like, a dragon appears, I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill that thing. I don't give a shit how yeah, big it is. I'm going to fucking kill you. The, yeah, the I know, but, like, it, like the bigger the... F- like, I kept taking on fucking giants when I shouldn't have been fighting giants and everything, basically. I just... I wanted to kill everything. And that game sort of gave you that, gave you the ability to do that. Yeah. I did. I see. I still have like a special place in my heart for Skyrim, but I just don't want to play it again. I wanted to focus on getting the new game out. What's it called? What's the new one called? They got that star something, haven't they? That's I don't friggin' know. And then they've got the new Morrowind. I think they just announced it as Elder Scrolls Six. Is that what they've? Announced? I don't think they've given. And it they're like they're saying next year, aren't they? <laughs> nah. 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 But it'll be coming to Game Pass. Day one on Game Pass. So you pay your you pay your hundred pound for Game Pass, you get all the fucking games for free, don't you? Mm-hmm. It's really decent. It's a stupidly good deal. Um, okay, is that your review, Ant? Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna review Free Guy. The new Ryan Reynolds comedy. Is that your last review? Yeah, it's my last review. Oh, I'm gonna review waste. Free Guy, the new Ryan Reynolds movie. Oh, do you remember the quote from Free Guy? Yeah. He goes, Wow. And then the other guy goes, I know. Yeah. Yeah, that actually happens in the film. <laughs> See, um, they wanted to call back the greatest yeah, yeah. line from... I think so, I think so. Green I'm trying to make sure there isn't something else that I'm meant to be reviewing. I'm trying to think to make sure, because I feel like there's something else that I've seen that I should be reviewing, but uh, I can't, for the life of me, remember. I reviewed Escape Room 2 before, didn't I? Yeah. And did I review Pig before? No, but you said you were going to review Free Guy, so get on with it. Okay, just quickly, Pig. You were reviewing the Full Guy, weren't you? No, review Pig next time. Pig gets a Tom Atkins. All right, on to to the review of Free Guy. So Free Guy is the story of Guy. He lives in Free City, 
which he thinks is just like uh, just like his home. He's very happy going about his day. Every day he gets robbed by people, and like he has a little motto, and he interacts with these people, and just you know, he it turns out he's an NPC. Is everything it, awesome? No, it's actually not Lego Movie. This is this is the weird thing. So so it gets compared to Lego Movie a lot because the basic premise is very similar. Like there is someone who's special. But that's not really what the ending turns out to be. You're special. I'm going to kind of spoil it a little bit. I think that it's worth spoiling it a little It's bit. a video game. Well, I've just Whoa, said that. I've just said Jesus. that. So, Free City. So he lives within this video game. It's called Free City. And he sees a girl named Molotov Girl, who is a character within the Free City. And he decides he's going to talk to her and he gets hit by a car. And he finds out that all the people, basically in Free City, you have two types of people. You have the NPCs, which are people that just go about their day and they get beaten up and killed and shot and stuff. And like... You know, it doesn't seem to really stick. Everybody just sort of comes back. But every day they see this violence perpetrated on them by these people wearing sunglasses. And it turns out the sunglasses are basically like they show... They're like the heads-up display. Like suddenly when you put sunglasses on, you can see like the power-ups and all these crazy things happening. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if you weren't wearing the sunglasses, you wouldn't see the vehicles flying through the sky. So shooting. they live. Fun? Yeah, like they live. Yeah. Uh, and Guy puts on the glasses... And he can see all this stuff, so he decides that now that he can see the world the way that Molotov Girl can, he's going to interact with her and like try and be like try and hit on her basically. And she thinks he's just another player, not an NPC. So she's like, "Listen, mate, you're level one because he's like he's got the glass and it comes up as one. And she's got his name Guy. She goes, "You're number, you're level one. If you want to help me, you need to level up so that you you know you've got better weapons and you've got better shit." And he's like, "Okay." I'm going to level up. And the way I'm going to level up is I'm going to do it by helping people. And she's like, okay, weird take on it, but all right, if that's what you want to do. So basically, Guy starts um, starts taking out the people of Free City, like the, the, the players in Free City, but starts taking them out without killing them. So he's like basically knocking out player characters in Free City. There's a really fucking good fight, but we'll get to that in a second. And, uh, and so, yeah, so he just basically goes around like he keeps doing small missions and not realizing it as well there's a really funny joke where there's this old woman like i've lost my cat can you help me find my cat and he's like gladys i'll help you find your cat so she goes thank you and he keeps doing it like you see him keep going and be like, gladys you lost your cat again she goes i've lost my cat and he goes i'll help you find your cat gladys and there's a moment where he sort of he's had enough and he's like, he's like at the end of his tether. And he goes past and goes, Gladys, you know what your fucking problem is? <laughs> you don't close your door. Close your fucking door and your cats won't get out. And she's like, I've lost my cat. Can you help me find my But yeah. And like, there's there's some really nice celebrity cameos. But like, Taiko Watiti basically plays a guy who's releasing Free City 2. Ninja's in it. Ninja is in it. We're going to get to that cunt in a minute. Um, but Taiko Watiti plays a character who runs the company Free City is... Free City is is owned by. Oh, he's, like um, what's his face in Tron? Yeah, kind of. Like, yeah, but whatever his name is. Not oh, but he was in Star Trek as well. Yeah. He actually played two characters in consecutive Star Trek films. Cool. Different characters. Cillian Murphy. No. Um. So, uh, Free City Two is going to be released, and they have promised everyone that the assets from two, Free City One will transfer over because people put money into it. It's like GTA Online. So you've got like your cars and shit, oh. and they're like Free City Two is going to be bigger. It's going to be crazier. But all of your assets will transfer over. Oh, that's nice. And you find out that that's all bullshit. And the reason that's bullshit is because Free City, the game itself, is based on 
uh, a project by Joe Keery, who now works at the Free City studio, and uh, Molotov Girl's human character, because she's Jodie Cormier, I think is, is the actress's name. Her, her and Joe Keery invented a game that was essentially like The Sims, but it was like a non-interactive world where the AI would learn patterns from the players. Oh, it's got Lil Ray Howie in it. It does, yeah. He he's, was, he's in um, Gowen, isn't he the buddy of... I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah he so. plays that same character here. Um, so, so, yeah, so they made a persistent online world that you could essentially visit and it would just grow and grow and grow and these these characters would learn from each other. And it was all like a persistent AI-style thing. No. A bit like The Sims, but without player input. Instead, you would just visit and you would see it. It'd be like an experiment. Like Second Life. Uh, without the player input. Again, you don't... It doesn't have... Without play- all the weird perverted stuff. It doesn't have player characters. Instead, they all develop as, you oh, know... Matty Cardero pulls in it. Who? Matty Cardero pool. Who? Um, he was the um, person of indiscriminate gender, of indeterminable gender in Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so they find out that that, that persistent AI... That I I- ninja. Anyway, they find out that that persistent AI has been used to develop Free City. And the reason that the assets of Free City won't transfer over to Free City 2 is because they're trying to escape using that persistent AI. Pokemon's surname is Anus. It's A-N-Y-S. That's Anus. Anyway, so so that's why Free City 2, none of the assets will transfer over because it's a completely new engine made separately from the AI-driven... The customers are going to have to get the assets they're... Promise, but they're just not going to be the exact same. It's going to no, copies. No, so basically, they're going what, to get copies of them. Yeah, what will happen? Yeah, so that is, doesn't matter to the customers. So what will happen thing. is Free City Two will launch. Oh. and then what they'll do is they'll patch in that shit over time. Yeah, and you get the idea that Taika Waititi is speeding it forward because there are a lot of lawsuits against him from various mm-hmm. people where he's stolen chunks of codes and assets and design choices and used them in Free City to make this persistent, God. evolving world. Are you saying that the heads of a games industry would be corrupt and, you know, morally dubious? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, so... Bobby Kotick would never. (laughs) So what you find out is essentially that Guy, as an NPC, was always designed to... You see the code in the strings of responses and stuff, and you can see that he has a basic loop of his day. And during that loop, he has, like, voice, basically like WAV files that are his responses when he interacts with people. But there's like a there's a breach in the chain where it can develop out into like you know do you ever have a look did you ever have a look at like skill trees in one of those RPG games a bit like Star Wars by the I've never seen a skill tree in my life so you know Star Wars when it got to the end and like was it Star Wars the New Republic the Old Republic the Old Republic and you know like where it got sort of to the end of that game because it's shut down now isn't it no it's still going is it still going yeah have you seen how like Star Wars fr- Galaxy shut down years ago oh, okay and that but- had a really freaking nightmarish skill tree yeah. where like becoming a Jedi was a thing that was actually obscured and you had to find out how to yeah. unlock it yeah imagine that but like five but then people figured it out and everyone was a fucking Jedi but but imagine that but you've got like 500 times more options and more tangents and more trees that can go off in yeah. and it can randomly fire them almost like synapses and that's basically what their AI was so Guy has developed as a essentially become an AI construct like a human being like an actual you know thing because their persistent AI world has been developed and added to Free City. So Free City has essentially just become a massive version of their original idea. 
But instead of it being... How much does it cost to buy? What, the game? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's free to play. It's like a free to play. Well, it's like, a free city there. Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's free. But, um, so, yeah. So, so in him, you know, interacting... A free to play Battle Royale, like PUBG. Essentially, yeah. Like PUBG, yeah. but in a persistent world where you PUBG's continue... PUBG's not free to play. No. <laughs> well, is it not? No. You still have to buy it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's on Game Pass and it's free on phones. Yeah, but they're, they're trying desperately to get players, aren't oh, they? Because right. it's... Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's actually more interesting than the adverts would have you think. Because in the adverts, it does just look like an NPC has just gone rogue and it looks a bit like the Lego story. But there's like this whole idea about life and what they are and, and how you deal with that and how you deal with these things, things existing. And also their relationship to humans and the interactions with humans they have. Like there's a really funny conversation where he... He takes Molotov Girl on a date, and to her, she's obviously just a character moving through the world. And he's like, "Hey, come with me to my favorite spot." And they're like, "Do do 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 to her," but to him, he's like taking her for ice cream, and she's like, "She's like, oh, I love ice cream." And she goes, "What flavor?" Like he goes, he goes and gives her the cone, and obviously, in her, to her, you'd go in your inventory and then you would consume. But he's yeah. eating it, and as he eats it, he goes, he goes, "Oh, it's my favorite flavor." And she goes, "You can taste this," and he goes. Yeah, it's bubblegum. Don't you like bubblegum? And she's like, Guy, you can taste this. And he's like, It's like, yeah, it's bubblegum. And she goes, I love bubblegum ice cream. He goes, Me too, it's my favourite. It's almost as good as coffee. But coffee place tastes like liquid disappointment nowadays <laughs> compared to this. And like there are hints to I'm her. Ruining the joke in the film. But yeah, it's really interesting. Like it, it like I said, it's a really fucking interesting concept that's been buried underneath a lot of weird stuff that doesn't need to be there. So one of the things that they do, and I don't think that this makes a lot of sense in the real world, is they have the news reporting on guys' exploits. Like, they have streamers going like, who is this blue shirt guy and all this other shit? Like, in real life, he would just get griefed to death. Like, he would never go up a level. He would just constantly be shot by all the arseholes in the game. You can't read the comments on Twitch anyway, so... Pardon? You can read the comments on Twitch anyway. What do you mean? Well, he's getting greeted by people coming after him. I know, but like, if people are constantly coming after him, he'd never level up, just get shot to death every five seconds. Like, people would literally hunt him. It can't all be on one server. But it's basically insinuate. They don't really understand gaming, and it's like magic gaming. In no. this. Um, so, yeah, like, they're reporting on the news, like, who is free guy and who's guy and all this other shit. It's like, it's, it's all just a bit, you don't really need that. You could just have the coders and you could have the game. And you could, because they go to streamers like Ninja and like Pokemon, and they're like, who is Blue Shirt Guy? He's so cool. He's giving us a new way to play the game. And I'm like, fucking Ninja, you said the N word on stream, you dumb cunt. You grief kids. Fuck you, you stupid cunt. Do you think they were like, who are streamers? Yeah, like they were like basically searching streamers. Well, no, they found their agency that helps cast the films. Oh, yeah. And all these streamers are millionaires, and they also have agents. Yeah. who get them roles in things and get them interviews on TV and stuff. Yeah, basically. And they were like, you got any streamers? And they were like, here's our three favourite flavours of streamer. You can have a ninja, you can have a Pokemon, so, you can have a Matt TDM or whatever, isn't it? That's isn't he's it? In there. Yeah. You, the film TD would, Matt. The film wouldn't TD. suffer. You can have a Lemayne Aedis. The film wouldn't suffer and it wouldn't change if you just cut them out of it entirely. No, I wouldn't. You could have had actors playing them. Well, you didn't even need to have streamers. That's kind of the point. Like, Is Ninja streaming Free City right now? No. So that film's lying to us. So you don't... But that's that's kind of the thing. Like, you don't What's need to... streaming people. right now? It's really integral to one joke. Yeah. Which is, 
And I'm going to spoil this joke just because I think it's been spoiled everywhere anyway. Wait, this film was supposed to come out like over a year ago. Yeah. What was Ninja streaming on? Twitch? Not Beam. Mixer. Mixer. No. <laughs> no. So, um, Do you think they... Because Mixer's made, been dead for over two years. Did they make a Mixer thing? Yeah. And then they had to no, go in and do CGI think, to change it I think it to he's Twitch. on YouTube. I think specifically he's on YouTube, yeah. if I remember correctly. So anyway, so there's a joke at one point where... Um, where guy is fighting dude, who's the the guy from the viral marketing, where it's like, where it's the big muscly version of Ryan Reynolds, oh. and he's fighting dude, and dude's about to like do a death blow, like he's got this massive red arm. It's like a fucking like a special attack or whatever, and um and dude goes for his adventure, and he finds the shield from like he finds the star from the shield from Avengers from Captain America's shield, and he clicks it, and he brings the shield up, and as he brings the shield up, the Avengers music starts playing, and like the the Fist goes straight into the shield, and then Ryan Reynolds lifts it down and goes, he goes, oh yeah, that's right. And and it cuts to Chris Evans watching the stream on his phone, and he goes, what the f-? And then it cuts, and it comes back to him, and he's got a Hulk hand, and he punches Guy with a Hulk hand, and Guy goes and does a cowboy, you know, the cowboy drop, where he goes up for a roof and then comes back down the other side. And as he comes back down the other cowboy side... Cowboy drop? Is it, what's the cowboy stunt, the, the thing where, like, you know, like in X-Men, where you punch someone up in the air... And you and then they come down and they go through roofs and stuff and they come out like the other side. And there's dust and shit. It's just thing. falling through things. There's like a there's like a specific stunt name for it. But anyway, he um like he he goes through his inventory again and then you suddenly hear um, the Star Wars music and he comes up with a lightsaber oh and like God. that's the only time where they use the idea that this is like a massive because every other thing like like Fortnite yeah it's kind of like, like is there a bit where the baby is doing a concert no and he says something homophobic no but like the problem is that you've got this like at no point does he really use any crazy weapons except for that fight like the rest of the film you could have like had some interesting stuff where he's like I don't know he's using the marshmallow man to fight people rather than Disney using Disney brought Fox and insisted they put some of their properties in it no apparently the director just asked Oh. Like, you literally just asked. Like, the Chris Evans cameo, he was shooting the Apple TV show he was doing, the thing about saving Jacob or whatever it was, where his son killed someone. And so Chris Evans is like, I've literally got, like, ten minutes, just film wherever you can. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll film in a coffee shop, just done. Like, that's Chris literally... Chris Evans' son how- killed someone? Yeah, in, J- in Saving Jacob, the Oh, in Apple the TV series. show. Yeah, no. the Apple series. Not in real life. Not in real life, no. Hugh Jackman's got a cameo. The Rock's got a cameo. Tina Fey's got a cameo. Like all of his friends. Does she insert a voice into a black character? No. No. Did that happen? Yeah. In? Two times. When? Uh, Friggin' Soul. Yeah. When she's possessing the other character. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, oh, God, there's another animated film where she does it. Can't fly from me, remember what it is. Okay. Uh, I didn't know about that. Uh, but yeah, she's in it, and like, there's a few other cameras and stuff, and it's literally just like, it is like Ryan Reynolds' mates getting together and doing a, doing a thing. Um, but yeah, like, all in all, it's still, it's a really, the problem is that apart from that streamer shit that really fucked me off, it's a really well-made film and it you is love, just, you love me. I fucking hate him. Um, it's a really well-made film and it, like, it's kind of nice to have a film that's just about positive shit. Like, the whole thing is just, like, positivity. Since this year's Bill and Ted face the music. Kind of, yeah. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah. Because it is, like, it's literally like, it is like, hey, there are a bunch of these games where people are doing fucking horrendous shit to each other. Here's a game where this guy's just trying to be decent. And like, and the thing is that Ryan Reynolds is one of those people that could sell someone being constantly happy 
and constantly positive. Like, he just does a good job. And it just, it's a shame that, like, like I said, it's a shame that they have to insert the real world streamer shit because they don't. They don't need to do that, and it ages the film fucking horribly. And one day I'm going to make my own cut of this film. Where no film has out. ever aged itself more hor- horribly when um, Legends of the Guardians, Owls of Gahul had an Owl City song in it. <laughs> That's still the worst example of something. That's true. That ages worse than Wayne's World having a cheer pet at the start, or like, where's the beef in Repossessed? Yeah, yeah, like, that's true. Gonna... But yeah, like I really enjoyed this. And, and At least I... with Ninja, you've got maybe a five-year period. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, I went to go see it with T and and they aren't really, they have no idea about video games. They don't really care about video games. And they came out and said, I really enjoyed this. I really liked what it was. And I was really happy with everything. Um, they even laughed at the, the Marvel joke where the shield comes up, even though they had no idea who, you know. Now like, T's playing Fortnite nonstop. Pardon? Now no, T's playing Fortnite. No, they're not playing Fortnite full stop. But it was one of those things where I was, you know, I was happy to see someone get some joy out of seeing Chris Evans go, what the, and then have like that. He would language. But like that's kind of the thing though. It, it is really nice to have something that's crossing over and showing like, you know, positivity and all this. I don't know, Anne. Like, I don't fucking... I don't know why I enjoyed this. I really shouldn't have enjoyed this, but there were some great bits. There's some really fucking good action beats. How dare you fucking enjoy something. There's some really, really good action beats. There's, in particular, there's a scene where he gets, he gets in a car to drive the car out of this, like, this bloke's garage. He gets kicked out of the car, and as he gets kicked out, he takes a steering wheel with him, and Jodie Cormier lines up a knife to throw a knife at this dude to kill him, and Ryan Reynolds, to protect him, holds up the steering wheel, but he holds it up so the airbag's on the side like facing towards the dude so the knife hits it and the airbag flings the guy across the room and it's such a quick but really fucking clever action beat that I haven't seen in anything else before and I really like to see it like it was just you know where there is something that and Channing Tatum plays you never watched Jackass when they sat on the <coughs> on the airbags and they yeah, just yeah, sat yeah, off yeah. and they did the same thing in Neighbours but it's just it's just such a quick you don't normally if they're doing yeah. something like that it's just it's so much focus on the setup, so you know it's coming. Mm. But just seeing it happen in like a really fluid motion is great. And like stupid jokes, like is that is um, there's like the joke in the trailer where she jumps on the bike on his lap and he's riding the bike out. And she goes, "Guy, is that a Glock in your pocket?" And he goes, "No, it's two Glocks." And then she pulls out two guns. And the joke is that he's an NPC. He has no sexual feelings whatsoever. Like the whole thing, like. The whole thing to him, the height of their relationship is they kiss. But to him, that's everything. But like, like just this idea that he's like, he's like, no, it's just a Glock. Like, and it's, it's like, it's two Glocks like that. Just, it's so silly and so stupid. And just, like I said, just so fucking positive. And it's weird. It's weird, Ant. That I, I, I should hate this, but I don't. And like, it's more than the Lego movie was and it's more than other films like that because it does have that deeper question of what is self, what is what is life, what is what are these people? That's what the Lego movie was about. Well, no, the Lego movie was about anyone can be special. Like the whole point was that everybody's important. There isn't no, there isn't a singular person who's important to the world. Everyone's about be important buying Lego and can build stuff together. This is about, you know, what happens, what happens when we introduce you know, what happens when we really consider actions and then also at the same point, stuff around us learns from us considering actions, not just learns, but develops and becomes life. And also 
what do we do with that life once we've actually achieved it? Chuck it out an airlock. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I... I like the episode of Star Trek where they where some alien race tries to clone a couple of the crew and uh, Riker shoots the clones yeah. just as they come into life. Right move. Um, I, I It's not a Tom Atkins. It's not a perfect film. Like I said, that streamership really fucked me off. It didn't need to be there and I'm definitely going to try and cut that out if this is released soon. Um, but... Uh, but all in all, really, really, really fond of this movie. And I'm a fan of Ryan Reynolds. I've always been a fan of Ryan Reynolds. Like, he's done some... Like, I think that a lot of people didn't realise that he was a thing until, like, fucking Daredevil and, like, big shit like that. Like, Van Wilder and stuff. But I was watching Two Guys A Girl and Pizza Place when it was See, on. See, I remember fucking... him in The X-Files. I... <laughs> what, the... the Wait. He's in The X-Files. Yeah, that was after he's Two Guys A Girl and Pizza Place. No. Uh, that was there. during Sabrina, yeah. He was, like, 14. Yeah, that was when Sabrina the Teenage Witch was... He was in that. But yeah, I remember two guys together on the pizza place. What was that fucking channel? It wasn't Fox. It was between Fox Kids and Nickelodeon. What was the what was the teenager channel? And it had like it had like Kyle X Y and My Wife and Kids and Kyle X Y. Do you not remember Kyle X Y? I remember it, but I'm just like, why would you ever bring that up in front of me? <laughs> why? What was it about Kyle X Y? <laughs> what was wrong with Kyle X Y? My Transformers talking. Um, but yeah, like... He had no belly button. Yeah, he had no belly button because he was a clone. That was that was the thing. He had no belly button. Because he was a clone. Yeah, wasn't he a robot? No, he was a clone. I thought he was artificial life or something. No, no, no he was a clone. And his, he? he did have a mum, but his mum was like... Mm. You just give him a belly button. I mean, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Just grow a second penis on his like belly and then cut it off. Like, you know... Tie up in a knot. <laughs> like, Cut it right off. Yeah, it was it was Nick at night on in the US MTV two. It was on like there was a specific channel. It wasn't CW. It was in the UK. In the UK. Yeah, there was like a UK channel. Sci-fi. No, it wasn't sci-fi. Sky it was, One. No, it was it was in the kids' channels. Like that's what I mean. There oh. was Nickelodeon, then there was this channel, and then there was Fox Kids. Wow. Oh. Cartoon Network. Why are you trying to remember so much? Why do you care about fucking... Because I care that I can't remember. Kyle XY. Yeah, Kyle XY was on that channel. That's what I mean. What else was on there? Uh, My Wife and Kids. Uh... My Wife and Kids? That was Paramount Comedy. It was Paramount Comedy after this. Oh. This is like so long ago. (laughs) Euro training. Euro training. That's all I remember from My Wife and Kids. When Terry Crews was in it. Is this really important for the podcast? Because, you know, we're coming up to the two-hour mark nearly. Yeah, sorry, sorry. So I give... Um, Jesus. I, I give Free Guy... I'm going to give it a... Oh, I'm going to regret whatever I fucking give it. I'm going to give it a Jeff Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> it's fucking... It's good. Right. I know there's some bad shit in there. I mean, you've got your Earth Girls Are Easy and some stuff like that, but for the well, most Earth part... Earth Girls Are Easy is a classic. For the most part, it's pretty damn good. I like it. <laughs> I just don't like their streamer shit. It's left such a bad God. taste in my mouth. I went back so far and still peaked the audio with my sneeze. But yeah, I recommend people check it out. If you're not interested in gaming, it's still a comedy. It still works really well. Just check it out. The fuck is a video your, game? Your fucking review. I'm going to keep trying to find out what this channel is. So I watched Snake Eyes. Did you? G.I. Joe Origins. Oh, yeah. Um, So it's a film starring Henry Golding. I remember the actor's name. Look at me. 
um, and a bunch of other actors from maybe Japan and other Asian countries playing Japanese people. Um, anyway, so what was I trying to remember? So GOJ, everyone knows GOJ. You know GOJ. Yeah. Real American Heroes, Action Force in the UK. Don't know why it's not called Action Force Origins because Action Force has a superior Also, yeah, it split off to become um, Action Man, didn't it? But no. God's sake. I, I'm not getting into the entire history of how Action Man Trouble. relates to Action Force. It was called Trouble. I don't care about that channel. And Trouble had My Wife and Kids, Fresh Prince of Bella, and the fucking 70s show. And Trouble was the channel that was between fucking Nickelodeon and Fox Kids. Maybe for you Sky customers whatever anyway snake eyes it's an origin story about snake eyes you see remember the character who's played by ray park yeah and he doesn't have a fucked up face doesn't no yeah no, he does no. snake eyes is the one with the mask right yeah but he doesn't wear a mask yeah, he's got, no he isn't he's just got a normal face anyway so this film is an origin story for him if you've read the gi joe comics from the idw ones from about 15 years ago they did an origin story for him which was sort of adapted Joe into that. Joe Snake Eyes' face was severe, severely disfigured in a helicopter explosion. Since then, Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes had no one cares about it. It's not surgery. in the film. All right, sorry. Well, anyway. GI Joe. It's because he has a fucked up face. Not in the original one. Yeah, look, there's his face. That's something they added to the other comics. Who cares about the comics? Anyway, God's sake. So in this film, it starts off with little Snake Eyes as a kid. Yeah, his dad gets killed by some little Snake Eyes. Yeah, little kid. Is it L-I-L apostrophe? Little Snake, little snake Eyes. Little yeah. Snake Eyes. Yeah. His dad gets killed by this guy, and the Ninjas. guy the guy has, like, dice. And he's like, I'm going to roll the dice. If you lose, you die. Mm. And he rolls two ones. Snake Eyes, boom, kills his dad. So why did he say and his name before he kills his dad? He doesn't say his name before that. That's how he got his name. He calls himself Snake Eyes. So this guy comes into his house, murders his dad, and renames him, and he doesn't... He, he doesn't rename him. He names himself Snake Eyes at some point. People just call him Snake Eyes. When you get to the when you get because the guy time. said it when he killed his dad. But it's just a name he's picked up because he's just he chose it. I guess he gave himself a nickname. Why would he choose the nickname that would be the name? What? Don't worry about it. Look, okay. So is this he, a bad movie? He's decided he's going to get revenge. That's okay, what he wants. He he's that? motivated by vengeance. Does he get revenge at the end of the film? You have to watch the film to find out. So okay? that's a no. Fuck's sake. So anyway. Anyway, as an adult, yeah, some guy comes to him. He's like, "Look, what's legally considered an adult in the ninja world?" <sighs> Adults. So he, this guy comes to him and he's like, he's "Hey, adult, look, I he have I've got a task for you. If you join up to this group, we can help you find your um, dad's killer." Oh wait, oh. is there candy in a van involved? No. How old is he? He's older, but you know, he's how still, old's he's older though? Like, well, which one? If he's under sixteen, and there's Snake Eyes is in his twenties at least. You could have said that when I, I asked didn't pay how attention to the part where it said years later. It didn't show like his birth certificate or anything. No, it didn't but show like his ID. Look, go, like I'm Snake Eyes. So, shut I'm up. 18. Okay. So he's been offered this task. He's been right? offered what task? To find his the killer. He's gonna, you know, he does. If he does this job for this Yakuza guy, okay, he'll find his killer. And then it cuts so, to him working at some. Wait, do- shut up. Can I just ask so a he's helping some guy called Tommy. Okay. And apparently they're best mates. Tommy Gunn. No. But it's a guy called Tommy. They're best mates, although you don't get any establishment How's for that. They're just sort of Tommy? hanging out together. And it turns out Tommy yeah. has done a bad. And the guy who... He turns out he's a spy okay. for some rival Yakuza family, apparently. Oh, no. And the guy who offered him the jo- offered Snake Eyes the job, yeah. he's called Kenta, 
yeah. is like, oh, execute him. Not the guy from Roots. And Snake Eyes like, I ain't going to execute him. Yeah. So him and Tommy do a big escape because they're buddies. Yeah. And they fight shitloads of Yakuza's with samurai swords and shit. Um, and it sounds like they're pretty proficient. They're supposed to escape on a boat, but some, you know, Tommy's angry and he just wants to fight all sorts. Okay. Um, but anyway, the escape essentially works. Okay. And Snake Eyes is brought into this Yakuza family that Tommy belongs to. Okay. Who's like, you know, this proper Japanese old-fashioned old Yakuza family. Yeah. Um, and what he wants is this Yakuza family have a duel. That's a weapon. Some special, because there's a little bit of magical stuff in this. There's He's, no magic in G.I. Joe. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Nanites. Yeah, there's magic. Joseph Jordan-Levitt, you invented nanites. There's magic. But he's got a weapon, right? Okay. And the whole thing with this Yakuza is that this weapon's extremely destructive. They have to guard it and must never use it. Can we pause this for a second? Can I go pee? No. I really need to pee. Fuck's sake. All right, okay. Pause it for... Just keep going. Just keep going. Keep explaining. Okay, so Tommy and the Yakuza, they've escaped. They've gone to Tommy's family and Tommy's all like, hey, my buddy Snake Eye's here. He can join us. Is it Mr. He Eyes? has to pass three challenges okay. in order to be part of the Yakuza ninja game. They're like ninja Yakuza's. You know, like the proper like proper hardcore Yakuza's. Yeah, fuck people up. They're ninjas. Yeah. They're not ninjas. He's got a grandmother who runs the place. She's a new Yakuza. Who's she played by? Um, some, old, some lady, some old lady. Okay. Who cares? Um, oh. It's got, you know, hard masters there, you know, um, played by Eco away from... Like, the rain. You know, the rain and stuff. You know, he's he's like there. And it's also got, um, oh, what's his, I can't remember his name, but he's playing the blind master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's in a bunch of stuff. He is. There's English also, dude. there's also massively inconsistent Japanese accents, which is great. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, that. you know, and it's not just regional Japanese I'm talking here. I'm talking like all the Japanese people in the Yakuza speak English to each other, apart from when they don't. Why wouldn't they? Like, everyone's speaking English to, to, to Snake Eyes. Yeah. Except for when he goes to get his bike and the guy who runs the bike thing only speaks Japanese. Wait, they don't speak parcel tongue? No, there's, there's a snake language. <laughs> so, the problem with the film is, is that you're given this whole premise that he's got to do some task and he's going to have to, you know, infiltrate some other organisation. Yeah. And, like, you know, get some stuff from him. Yeah. And things. But then it's like, oh, but he's going to have to betray his friend in order to do it. Yeah. Um, the thing is, there's no establishment that this Tommy guy is his friend. They just both work at the docks. Yeah. But for some reason, he's got shit tons of... It's like they like they, they act like they've got a long history together mm. and that they've known each other for ages. But he's only just got this job at the docks. He was a cage fighting and stuff to make money in the scene before that. Yeah. Um. So then you get this whole thing where it's like, well, where does his allegiances lie? Is he like, where is he, you know, going to... Is his allegiance with Tommy... Or is it with the guy who's given him the job of doing the thing? And it's like, oh, where's... The, I mean, by right, you think his allegiance is with, with, with Tommy. Yeah. He's supposed to be his best bud. Yeah. But then Kent is clearly a bad guy. Yeah. But then Tommy's kind of a bit like, oh, I want more power. Because, you know, we got this thing. We should use this weapon. We have the big gem thing. Yeah. Which you don't see until like an hour into the film. Um, Does Tommy have a nickname? <clears throat> he does later. Oh, right, okay. But he's a, if for some reason he's a Japanese guy, he's called Tommy. But, you know, whatever. It could be spelt like Tommy, eh? No, no, it's spelled Tommy. T-O-M-M-Y. Oh, what the Not fuck? the Power Ranger. Um, <gasps> like the best Power Ranger. Yeah. But anyway. Green Ranger. So it's kind of like, it doesn't do a good job establishing stuff Tommy. and setting things up. It's just all straight to the Isn't this plot to be thing. is an origin story for Snake Eyes? Yeah. The Snake Eyes is how he, he hasn't Snake Eyes yet. He's just known as Snake Eyes. It's oh, his right, nickname. Yeah. So he's um, Snake Eyes, but in name only. Yeah, he's not Snake yeah, Eyes yet. Yeah. 
But um, he learns ninja stuff. He has some trials he has to overthink. There's a bit where he's with Iko away. He's like, oh, you have to get this bowl of water from me without dropping any water from your bowl. He drops a lot of water. He drops loads of water, but then he figures it out. He figures out the trick. Yeah. He's to just politely ask yeah. to exchange the bowls. Yeah. Clever. You see, he's, he's using his brain. He's thinking outside the box. Then he goes vision quest and then there's the chamber of secrets. So, um, I'm not even kidding. There's a chamber of big ruddy snakes. Oh, for fuck's sake. But, um, but they come back later. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, I like the snake thing, though. Snakes run through G.I. Joe a lot. Yeah. Cobra. Cobra. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of... There's a lot of attempt to try and also shoehorn in some world-building stuff for G.I. Joe future sequels. Yeah, Samara <laughs> Weaving is in Yeah, this. she's Scarlet. Um, she okay. is incredibly miscast as a badass. I know Samara Weaving's done action stuff. Yeah, she was in Ash vs. The Evil Dead. But um, she's like... she's She's not... Like a tough girl type character to me, like, especially with a ginger wig on. It's one of those weird things that Samara Weaving's really good in roles where she is, she is. Playing... I can't buy her as a secret agent badass. No, I don't like. No. If you watch something like Ready or Not, where she goes from being um, a wife, like someone who's just getting married and stuff, to to suddenly fighting back against like a group of people that are all like demonically powered family members, you kind of get it. Um, and you get that sense that she's just like sort of, she's hardy rather than being like a badass martial artist. She just keeps like fucking, keeps pushing against her like her injuries and stuff like that. Pick my gun up. No. Um, <laughs> my gun, drop my gun. Samara Weaving, oddly enough, she plays a lot of roles where she's like an action person. She's barely in the film. Like guns Until the end. Anyway, so Sorry, yeah. she turns up and there's a bit where she beats a bunch of guys up in some toilets. Um, she puts her phone down midway through a call so they can chat while she's fighting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, basically, he does his training, he steals the gem, he gives it to the bad guys, and then immediately regrets it. He knows the bad guy's a cobra at this point. He's figured it out. Um, he finds out, and he's like, I ain't helping cobra. There's some woman playing Baroness. She doesn't really look like Baroness, but she's got the glasses. So I guess. Yeah, she's some rando. Some, um, like, European actress. Yeah, she's some new one. Um, but I mean. The thing is, it doesn't. It's it's like it's overly serious for a GI Joe thing. Yeah, like GI Joe should be a bit gun ho and a bit of fun. Like you know, they fire lasers at each other in the GI Joe cartoons. They don't in this. This is trying to be the badass GI Joe. But I think their whole thing is they're trying to establish a rather sort of mild, inoffensive, not really doing anything too extreme baseline. Because Hasbro want to have this whole cinematic universe where G.I. Joe and like Transformers and all this other stuff all exist in the same world. Like there's a little bit of technology and magic, but not not too much. They'll put the rest of it in later. You know, like how the Marvel films didn't introduce magic straight away. They just sort of teased it a little bit before fully pulling it in. Um but yeah, it just it sort of falls apart. Um, I heard a lot of people saying the action was all shaky cam, and it really isn't, other than the first fight. Like, the first fight's got a lot of shaky cam, but it's a fight in a cage fight. It's meant to be a, a rough, sort of, you know, violent action fight um, with Mojo Rawley, the wrestler. Yeah. Uh, who's not in WWE anymore. I don't know where he is nowadays. Um, but other than that, the fights, like, they aren't shot too well. There's a lot of fast cutting and stuff like that, but they're still shot relatively steady, and you can still see what's happening. Um, a lot of the action is very much in the last act as well. Like, all the big the major action moments. There's action beats, mm. but they are small stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's all a bit 
just sort of the, doesn't establish stuff well at the start, and that puts it in a poor footing for the rest of the film. Um, and you know, by the end, he he gets some Snake Eyes armor. He just gets given it, and then he drives off on Snake Eyes armor and a motorbike. Um, you know, spoilers for the end of the film. He doesn't take his vow of silence. He, you know, he's just gonna go. They're, they're gonna have a sequel. He says. He says at the end is his plan. At the end is I'm gonna go find. Tommy, and I'm going to bring him back, because Tommy's left the Yakuza group at the end. Um, and then there's like a post credit scene where Tommy's like, don't call me Tommy, call me Storm Shadow. And there's, I don't know where he got that name from. It's not brought up. It's not a thing in the film. He just decides to call himself Storm Shadow. He probably, he probably spent ages writing it in a book, like he was coming up with cool names for his superhero OC. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they think they're going to get G.I. Joe movies out of this, and I don't think it's going to happen. No, it's done very poorly. Now, you know. It's done worse than The Rise of Cobra. The Rise of Cobra's bad. It's done worse than Retaliation. Retaliation's great. I mean... Retaliation Retaliation had the right tone. Yeah. G.I. Joe is meant to be a B-movie, fun, gung-ho, silly adventure thing. There's apparently, like apparently one joke in this film. is already in development. Like, I don't know if that's true or not, but... A lot of things are in development. Yeah, probably in development hell. Where it mm. belongs. But, you know, uh-huh. it's the thing. It's not entirely bad. Like some, It's got plenty of cool stuff in it. There's, like, you know, a whole bunch of guys teaming up at the end to take on their mutual enemy of Kenta when he's running around with his gem because yeah. he wants to be bad and stuff. Um, <laughs> for some reason, when they all... This moment, because, you know, they can't have a G.I. Joe film without a couch saying Yo Joe, mm. and it's quite clearly, like, dubbed in. Oh, God. Um so all the characters walk out in a line and they're all teamed up and they're going to beat Kenta. And as they walk out, like Snake Eyes just sort of whispers to Scarlet, Yo, Joe. And then it's like, what? does he know that's a thing the G.I. Joe's say? Are the G.I. Joe's well known. Cobra's meant to be some shadowy organisation. Is G.I. Joe a shadowy organisation? I mean, earlier in the film, when they mentioned G.I. Joe, he's like, who are they? And they're like, they're the good guys. So how does he know they say Yo, Joe? <laughs> this sounds so stupid. Yeah, but I mean, it's got like some of the action stuff's quite all right. Like they had the right ideas here and there, but like the chamber of big ruddy snakes is a very GI Joe thing to mm. have. Mm. Um, but I just feel like maybe they should have just done a GI Joe film. Yeah, 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 well, but yeah. a good one. Not yeah. not Rise of Cobra. Rise of Cobra is fucking terrible. Um, Talk about tomorrow evening just makes me want to watch it. Ash vs the Evil Dead again. She's she in that? She's really good in that. Yeah, two. She's, she's in there for two episodes. Oh, she's, that's not uh, really count. Then she plays like a, uh, a New Zealand or Australian backpacker. Because uh, you know it was shot in New Zealand. Yeah, and she's one of the three people. Basically, her two friends get slaughtered immediately, and then in the second episode that she's in, she they get to the cabin. She goes, "Okay, so you want me to just stay here and be safe?" And then like Pablo is like, "Yeah, you stay in there." You'll be safe. And the door closes. And then suddenly she just starts screaming and blood flies out the door. And he goes, I thought she'd be safe in there. Uh, <laughs> who was the girl in that? Uh, uh, Dana, Dina. She's uh, The character's name's Dina, but I follow her on uh, Instagram. Yeah, she's. I like her. She's really, really good in it. But, uh, she's very attractive. Snake Eyes. It's a film. There's a nice chase sequence with her... Um, Little motorbikes and they fight on the back of a like a you know one of those car trucks, car carrying trucks. Yeah, an Ultra Magnus. Donna fu- De Lorenzo. No, that's the. Yeah, Demi Lovato. Oh no, yeah, Donna De Lorenzo. But they fight on the back of one of those trucks and they're like 
you know, having sword fights and shit, and they drive a car off it, things. All the cars are electric. All the bikes and cars are electric in this film. I don't know if that's meant to give you a futuristic feel to it, but it's really weird because whenever you do this, you know how electric cars don't really make a noise? Mm. Like, all you hear is the asphalt. But in movies, all electric cars go... They have that word noise, don't Some they? Some of them have speakers in them. You know, like a Mustang releasing an electric car. Yeah. They put a speaker in there so that it fucking makes the noise. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you have to hear it coming. Well, yeah. If you're going to get hit by it, you need to know when to jump out. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, I mean, it's fine. I, it's very much hoping that you're just going to accept that he's going to be Snake Eyes at the end it of the It sounds film. like a really solid four out of ten film. Basically, it sounds like something that's not great at everything, but it's just good enough that you I can I think it was it. weird. The guy who um, did the murders at the start, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Deathstroke, but it doesn't do anything with that. Fuck, sake. But he's walking around at the start. He doesn't even kill the fucking guy, does the He wears fucking... a jacket, it's got f- fluff on it, yeah. like around the collar, yeah. and I'm pretty sure he's Deathstroke. But like I say, nothing nothing happens with it. Fuck this movie. But um, I want to know, they mentioned they mention the original Joe. Cool. Which is the guy um, Joe Bruce Willis played in, yeah, Joe... Something, even though that was originally Brendan Fraser in the first one, he's meant to be a he's meant to be one of the original Joes. No, it wasn't Brendan Fraser's character in the first one? Was, oh, no, um, was a descendant, descendant of, of Rick O'Connell? Yeah, yeah, Rick O'Connell. Yeah. God fucking damn it! The Mummy's a good film. Yeah, G.I. Joe isn't. No, it isn't. No. no, Retaliation is. Retaliation is fucking great. No, The Mummy's better. The Mummy is such a good film just because Brendan Fraser. Yeah, but G.I. Joe Retaliation has the bit where the that's the president. I mean, the president's amazing. He's credited as the president. G.I. Joe has a moment in which Retaliation, sorry, has a moment where Bruce Willis opens his cupboard and it's about an inch deep, and he goes, "This is where I keep my guns." Like, yeah, that's fucking obvious, mate. Your Campbell soup can is an inch thick. <laughs> that's like- There's a bit where the president turns up late for a meeting with Cobra yeah, and he's just like you know they call it waterboarding but I never get bored and that made me laugh isn't um and he destroys London which to be honest we've all wanted to do at some point <laughs> isn't um what's his name Dark Man in it again for like a minute Liam Neeson no the replacement of Arnold Liam... Vosley Arnold Vosley's in it for like they paid him full full wage to be in it he's only actually in yeah, it yeah he's the minute. He's the guy he's who plays the president. The president. Yeah, his whole you thing know, is changing. His you know face. when he gets killed and his like face starts changing back to Vosloo? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually him lying in water for like a day, and he got paid full wage. Yeah, oh, fucking should, genius. Should, you get scale at least. You get um, scale. Ray Stevenson's in it. You know, it's good. For yeah, him. he is, and Ray Stevenson plays Firefly. Yeah, Ray Stevenson, who is probably our second best on-screen Punisher. <laughs> Thomas Jane's obviously number one. <laughs> this is friggin'. <coughs> him from Walking Dead Erasure John Bernthal's fine yeah but like John Bernthal as the Punisher is good because they've got like is this is Dolph Lundgren Erasure he's fourth outrageous <laughs> he's the worst really he outrageous. is the worst yeah because the Punisher like he was He-Man <laughs> he was He-Man the Punisher like although Thomas Jane's Punisher had the worst script he was a good Punisher I like that film. Yeah. It had the worst script, though. And then the second one, which was Ray Stevenson, he had probably the best script, but he... he, he that film gets better with age. It does. And also, like, they had a really good idea in casting that dude as um, Jigsaw and then Mad, whatever his name was. Because it's Doug... Now, Doug Hutchinson's the um, cannibal guy. Yeah, Mad. Because he's famous for marrying... 17-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doug Hutchinson, he plays Mad, what's his name, Mad Jim? Yeah. Yeah. 
And then you've got Jigsaw's played by um, Handsome Look, Handsome Face, the guy from The Wire, or was it from Blue, whatever it was. Anyway, yeah, The Punisher 2 is probably the best, the best casting and the best script, but still, Ray Stevenson, he doesn't really act in it, he's just like a fucking force of nature, which makes him a really good Punisher, but I kind of like that Thomas Jane has a bit more range. And then you've got John Burnfall, who's just like, yeah, yeah, John Burnfall's whole thing is just going, yeah. Yeah. he's basically constantly choking on blood pouring out of his nose. Yeah. yeah, he's really good. He is really good as a Punisher because he's imposing physically, mm. and he's got a great scream, but he doesn't really get to do anything emotional. Yeah, if you were to put Thomas Jane in that series, be as effective. Maybe a bit more because Thomas Jane might do more with the family scenes, because you know there's that bit where there's a flashback to where his family's killed. And John Burnfall just goes back to, <laughs> and then you got Dolph Lundgren who's just like, "I'm Punisher, I'm Punisher, I kill you. My son's gonna beat up Rocky." Fights Yakuza's. Fights Yakuza's. There's a bit where he reaches through the paper wall. Yeah, and he tears someone through. This yeah. is also a scene in which he fires a grenade launcher at someone, and instead of exploding, they just fly backwards. I mean, if a grenade hit you from a grenade launcher... Yeah, yeah but the person flies would. backwards and then he walks out of the room and then, like, 20 seconds later, it explodes off in the distance. Look, grenade grenade launcher grenades don't explode after a certain distance. No, no, but they're impact-based. Nah, so they have a... Him, they have a they ha- there's a distance they fly before they arm. Isn't it like a mortar, though? It has an impact point on the front. Yeah, they basically, you can't fire it at, like, a metre away. And it'll blow up. But the guy's not like a because away. because like you'd blow up. Yeah, it fires a certain distance before it explodes. So there's like a timer before it arms. Yeah. yeah. So if you hit someone at close range with a grenade launch grenade, it would send them flying, and then a second later it'll explode. Oh, okay. Because it's designed to blow up at least six seconds after being fired. What was the thing where they had mortars, but they had no mortar cannons, and they were using them like grenades? Same program. You remember at the end where they've got the siege on the French town that they're protecting? Oh, Vin Diesel. No, no, it's not Vin Diesel, it's... Um... Vin Diesel. Does he die in that film? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he gets shot, doesn't he, near the piano. I was and... trying to talk about Snake Eyes. Oh, sorry, yeah, continue. Got nothing to add, there's not much to say about it. Oh, we were talking about better films, that's the problem. <laughs> um, one thing I did like is that they filmed in the um, village in Kyoto where there's like a samurai village. Oh, yeah. Um, it's in a hell of a lot of Super Sentai. Oh, cool. Every time they do a samurai-themed episode of Super Sentai where... They get sent back in time to samurai times, which happens a shocking amount of times in Super Sentai. Was this linked to Toei in any way? No, no. no. It's just a location. It's a real. It's a village you can actually visit. It's a tourist attraction. Mm. Um, I know it because there's. I recognised it right away because there's a um, famous garden there where there's like thirteen rocks, and you can never see all the rocks no matter where you stand around it. Oh, cool. They're arranged in a way where one's always obscured. It's it's meant to be an art piece. Mm. Um, but they also use the castle, which was used in I. One of the Carmen Rider X Aid movies, I think. Um, been using a bunch of them, but um, yeah, it's it's a village in there, and they actually film in Tokyo as well, which is rare because Tokyo's super expensive to film in. Yeah, because well, you can't shut a street in Tokyo. They had a budget of like eighty million, mm. eighty-eight million, something like that. Yeah, they spent it all on making a rock look like it was glowing. Mm. It's such a shame they just don't know what to do with this fucking franchise. It's, the thing is. It's, it's so grounded for ages. Like, yeah. it feels like it's grounded in the real world for a long time, other than the ninja thing. But the ninjas aren't even, like, constantly sneaky ninjas. They're just guys wearing black you know costumes. What? But then Blind Master comes along and makes a little glowy orb come out of his hand, and you're like, oh, oh, what's his magic? Do you know what would really work? Just G.I. Joe, 
but it's just directed by the same team and it's starring the same group, Fast and Furious franchise. International heroes. Just literally. Action force of the... Because it's the same sort of thing. And also, you could have it so that some of them die. And you just bring in the other other people from no, the you don't. No, you don't kill G.I. Joe's. They're not die. No, because after Optimus Prime died, Hasbro were like, oh, fuck, we've killed Hawk in the new G.I. Joe film. So then they added a scene at the end of the G.I. Joe film where he's like, he was in a coma and he's recovered, it's fine. Oh, was that Channing Tatum? No, in the animated G.I. Oh. Joe film. Channing Tatum's... Importantly, in G.I. Joe Retaliation, you never see Channing Tatum's body. You see all the other dead Joes, but not Channing Tatum's. Do you know that Do you know why? Tatum, why? Because they thought they were going to get a third film, they could get Channing Tatum back. Do you know that Channing Tatum was the highest paid actor at one point? He got $60 million for doing the original G.I. Joe. Yeah, he was a big star. He still is. He was in Free Guy. No. He plays the avatar of this nerdy bloke, who Tina Fey plays his mum out shop. The guy who plays him, you know Stranger Things? Do you know the weird guy that works in the pizza place where they go play drag? Yeah, that's the guy from from friggin' Lemony Snicket series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, right, yeah. He plays uh, the streamer guy. The person of indetermined gender. Yeah, he plays the streamer guy, but he's yeah. meant to be 23 in this. He's clearly 40. He's he's actually not that old. Is he not? No. No, he's in his mid-20s. Really? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. He, just he look, looks so old. Just a guy. Are you done now? Yeah. With your review of Snake Eyes? Yeah. 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 Your review. I like the bit when Snake Eyes gets given his origin costume. <laughs> He's just gets given his costume. Yeah. There's no like him building up a ninja costume. He just give gets given this sci fi ninja costume at the end. Great. He gets given his sword as well. That's the whole thing. Just Tommy gives it to him. You know what Stranger Things is coming back soon, isn't it? Do you know what's coming back soon? What? Um, the pager. He's five years older than me. He's 30 fucking seven. Oh. He's, I told you he was almost 40. Yeah, well, you're almost 40. No, I'm not. Anyway. Seven that years, was, baby. I'm trying to end the... Sorry, yeah, sorry. That's been Chris Apocalypse episode 167. As always, you can find Ant at the most important place on YouTube, and that is Mellow Gaming. You can also find him in, uh, You can also find him on uh, his other channel, which is a Tokusetsu channel called Reacting Sentai Gopa Ranger. You can also find Ant in Ant's Bot Box. Fuck's sake, man. Ant's Bot Review. No. Ant's... Box of bots reviews. No, and reviews. No box. Box. Why are you focusing on bots? And reviews. Boxes bots? and why are you focusing on boxes and reviews? Sorry. What's what's your channel called? The one with the transformers. It's very simple. Why is it? Because it's ABC. Yeah. Ant's bot collection. Oh right. You see, you I named change. it in a way that was really memorable. You change that. Um, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, you can find me at Chris Apocalypse everywhere, including Twitter, YouTube, and. Xbox game, whatever, and PS5, and... Anyway, so the gun... Oh, for fuck's sake. The gun's clipped together. So, as always, we'll see you in two weeks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you haven't enjoyed it, let us know. <laughs> if you have enjoyed it, then just peacefully enjoy your day as well, please. You can ride it. It's like a skidoo thing. And we're going to go ahead with this one and say the ninja's a fucking cunt. That's going to be the outro now. Ninja is a fucking stupid cunt. I hate Ninja. So much, Ant. Ban loves Ninja, and that's the problem. The trick is, right, you'll learn this one day. Yeah. As you get older. Just ignore him. Instead of, yeah, instead of hating someone, just don't give a shit. You know what, though? Hate does really 
it really motivates me. Yeah, it shouldn't. Sort it out. Why shouldn't hate motivate someone? Because it's a waste of time. Look at what the it's Nazis a waste of did energy. with hate. It's a waste of energy. They did a lot of hate. Look what the Americans do with hate. Their entire country's built on hate. Yeah, and it's constantly tearing themselves apart. Isn't it funny that in America's thing they say land of the brave, but they're fucking terrified of everything? And also it says home of the free, but they're all just trapped in systems of like cyclical abuse and destruction. Isn't that weird, Anne? Can I click stop now? Yeah, of course you can. Fuck's sake. Bye. Boris Johnson's a cunt as well. Bye. Bye. Play Chasm.